What's going on, everybody? I'm Kevin from Cigar Prop, and each and every week we come to you live on the I Tap That Cigar Show on our YouTube channel. We interview someone fun and exciting in the cigar world, and then about a week later, we upload that audio to various podcasting platforms. That's what you're listening to now. We try and cut out a lot of the stuff that won't make sense because you're listening to it instead of watching it. But if something doesn't make sense and you want to watch it, in the description is the link that will take you to our YouTube so you can watch the interview instead of listening to it. But if you want to continue listening to it, thank you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the I Tap That Cigar Show presented by Corona Cigar. I am your host, Kevin Shahan, and I am coming to you live from the Drew Estate experience acid studios on the sunny gulf coast of florida not sunny for the next day or so we got some some weather moving through but care viajante stogie road cigars you got happy cigar. birthday to you happy thank birthday, you dear thank you. kevin happy and, birthday to you i know it's not in the show notes Thank you. Yes, yes. I have seven pages here, and "Happy Birthday" was not in any of them. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll I work send on you that. the revised copy. I'm yeah, sorry. We'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a meeting after the fact. I was having um, issues. Thank you for coming down for my birthday weekend, and then getting out just in time before the hurricane hits. I got to tell you, we had such a blast seeing you and Jessica. And thank you, Jessica and Jennifer, had arranged everything. You, um, you guys did a great job, even though you panicked the whole time. I um, did. It was a lot of stress. But and was, uh, joining us, uh, producer Jessica. Say hi, Jessica. Uh, hello, hello. Hello. But it was so, so good to see you guys. It really was. It was uh, – um, I'm glad I got the chance to spend uh, your birthday weekend with Eve for a short period of time, too. Oh, it. Yeah, you know, I'm just glad we pulled it off. He – did yeah, you know, know. The, the, I mean, I, I know, I know, we do a weekly show and we talk every day, but it was just, I mean, when we were together, it was, it wasn't like we were just together nine months ago. You know, know, it was like, it was like we were together like yesterday. Like yeah. it was like Friday, but it was just continuation of like Thursday. So it's always. This is why we have to move. Like, no, that's why they have to move here. <laughs> no. never uh, moving. I know. <laughs> Jennifer goes. So you guys went to the cigar bar. It was. Was that Friday night? I go, yeah. What'd you guys do? What'd you guys do? We hung out. What'd you guys talk about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, like, I, I tell you, I couldn't tell you any part of our conversation yeah. now that I'm thinking of it. Like, either, but, but we talked for like three hours. Yeah. But, we had a great time. It was like, what'd you yeah. guys talk about? I'm like, oh, sports, cigars. Yeah. What else? I, uh, I don't know. Uh, cigars, yeah. sports. Uh, yeah. Just talked about things. Uh, do you want to hear that we bitched about you and Jessica? Yes. yes. We bitched about you and Jessica the entire time, Jennifer. I, I'm sure you that, did. That, that's we it. So, but uh, but I see Jessica smoking a cigar. Care, have you lit a cigar up yet? I have. And you know what I'm so, smoking tonight? What are you smoking tonight? Since you won't ask me. In honor of your birthday, I'm smoking. Oh, the Room 101 the room Send 101 Nudes. Send Nudes. So oh. I'm smoking that in honor of you. And let me tell you something. What a great cigar. It's getting even tastier and tastier with time yeah i gotta reach out to matt and see if he's got any more of those i, I gotta make a note and then um uh let me just uh i, I and, and the note that i'll read later all my note on my sheet just says send nudes 
Um, that's all my note says. Um, so uh, let's make, get off with. Let's, make sure you said the right uh, person, Kev. Me yes, Jessica. Oh, what are you smoking? I'm smoking the Army of Angels. Jessica smoking the uh, uh, the Army of Angels, a, a great collaboration uh, between Angel Benitez and Paul Palmer of Casa Fernandez that you can get exclusively at uh, um, Corona Cigar. I'm currently sitting. Um, I don't want to give anybody my uh, uh, any. Uh, uh, Updates, but it is in my top five cigars of 2022. So let's get right into the Cigar Medics Humidimeter Cut and Light. Remember, with the Cigar Medics Humidimeter, you'll always know when to hold them and know when to smoke them. I picked this one up, um, uh, uh, yeah, this this past Friday, uh, 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 the Gurkha Nicaraguan series. I hadn't had this cigar before. It was an inexpensive cigar because um, uh, lately uh, I've been smoking all expensive Gurkhas and. Um, I can't believe I was out. I had gone through, and um, and we, we may get it at 72%, in case anybody wants to know. That's what that cigar is uh, sitting at. Um, yeah, I, get, I know, you know Gurkha gets a lot of bad rap for uh, for, for the cigars, but uh, and I'm using the Cigar Medics Baller. But uh, I, I did reviews on all the Cellar Reserve series, and I can't remember which one. I think there was only one that, that I didn't really care for, but... Um, I really like those cigars, and I smoked mm -hmm. all of them. And um, then I got some in some Cigar of the Month clubs, and I smoked them right away because they were uh, fantastic, yeah. fantastic cigars. So um, I have made it a, a point of this year, um, and not just because our, our guest is waiting in the wings, but I, uh, um, I no longer tease. I've never – people say bad things. People say mean things about many cigar companies. Sometimes I tease cigar companies. I no longer tease. You don't tease? I don't tease anymore. Like I said, uh, um, especially, you know, it's, I don't know. It doesn't look good. Especially, you know, when you get so many, you know, I started thinking about it. It's like, yeah, you know, you can tease a brand, you can tease a band, but uh, uh, there's so much more behind that. There's so many people, you know, from hmm. reps and brokers and people that work in the factory. And, um, you know, you, you know, it's like, you know, really, you know, even teasing, disrespecting oh, all those people. Kevin's growing up. I am. <laughs> I don't believe it. So, I think he's just. I think he's just saying that just, just to, to make him look more mature since it's his birthday. Yeah, yeah, I am another year older, forty-five. So uh, the 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 time. I thought I was having a heart attack earlier. My chest was hurting, and I'm like, is this really what happens when I'm having a heart attack right before the show? So I told you I had the chance of smoking the uh, the new release, Pure Evil. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I didn't get one. Um, so uh, oh, I, yeah, I, I feel like this is the. This is a good one. And uh, yeah, and uh, um, uh, happy womb escape day. So uh, right on. And uh, and one thing I didn't know, because uh, uh, everybody knows Gurkha's got an expansive lineup. Um, I didn't know they had a coffee cigar. And that was until just now I remembered seeing that. And I'm like, what? You guys got it? Because I, I love all coffee cigars. So all right, maybe we'll get into that later. Uh, someone write down coffee cigar. We'll bring it up later. Um, so all right, uh, before we bring on our guest tonight, we want to take a moment to thank all of our sponsors for uh, making the show happen each and every week. J.C. Newman Cigars, Cigar Medics, Amendola Cigars, We Are the Muscle, Excelsior Tobacco, Makers of the Doña Lydia, um, GTO Cigars, those who know, Smoke GTO, Corona Cigar, and of course, Drew Estate and Experience Acid. All right, so waiting patiently in the Experience Acid green room is a man that I recently met up with at this year's PCA. And I, I asked him a very important question. Let's hear that question. What is the main quality you think makes a great parent? You, you asked the right guy. 
<laughs> I, I think a great parent is that one that listens to his kids and is involved in the kid's life. Um, that one who supports but doesn't baby. And uh, I think just being a good listener is very, very important. I, I, I as a father of three daughters, after a lot, a lot of listening, a lot of patience. So, so perfect. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, that was Juan Lopez of Gurkha Cigars. Juan, was that was that not the easiest interview you did at PCA? Uh, hands down, not even close. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so that, that, that was fantastic. Oh, thank you. So, uh, um, uh, well, where, are you, where are you coming from tonight? It's dark, so you must be uh, here, here in Florida with me. I'm here. I'm here in my uh, backyard and uh, in my gazebo slash smoke room, overlooking my pool, my house, and uh, and yeah, my pool is about to overflow because it's, it's dumped about seven inches here, which is crazy. And uh, yeah, so I'm literally eight miles from our our headquarters in Tamarack. I'm in uh, in the border of Coral Springs in Parkland, Florida. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm outside, outside All of the right. rain, but not, get, not getting wet yet. That, and yes, and yes, Kevin, yes, Kevin and the ladies, you will yeah. get one of these shirts. Yes, I just got, oh. I got, I got him in today. <laughs> oh, very nice. Oh, fantastic he's, cigar. He's pretty cool. Thank you, right thank you, thank on. You. I love it. Yeah, you guys are gonna get. Uh, you guys are gonna get a lot of rain, but at least you're not gonna get the hurricane. You know, like you True. normally True. do. Like they all that normally hit you. You know, down in that area. So it's crazy. What are you? What are you smoking tonight? Uh, tonight, man, I've been, I was in the office all day today, uh, smoking a whole bunch of stuff and, and, uh, tonight I'm doing the Colección Especial, which is, uh, a limited edition cigar. We're putting it in 150 stores, should ship by the end of October. Um, I got some, as you guys know, some horrible news from the guys over in DR, uh, Henderson, Henderson, uh, the guys at Ventura, their factory burned, uh, right next to actually one of our partners, uh, in A. Flores. And luckily, nothing happened there. But our prayers do go out and uh, uh, to Henderson and the rest of the guys who who were definitely uh, hurt by this fire. And uh, mm -hmm. they know, you know, we're we're a small family-owned um, kind of uh, industry. All of us, so we all stick together. So Henderson, I spoke to him earlier, and he was, uh, you know, a little bit upset, like he's supposed to be. But uh, this too shall pass. And and yeah, man. So yeah, this is made actually with um, by by uh, A. Flores. Uh, luckily, his factory, which is right next door, Blue Star, nothing happened to it. Uh, some smoke, I think some smoke uh, got into uh, some of the packaging stuff, but uh, luckily it wasn't uh, in any of the tobacco, cigars, and yeah. uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, that was yeah pretty crazy when he went. Uh, when I woke up this morning, seven o'clock. That's that was the first call, first phone call I got was from made. Man, that, that's got to be you know, and and to say that he was upset a little bit. I mean, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I, I saw that Robert Caldwell just, Robert said he lost 800,000 cigars himself. You know, I mean, that's just, I, I don't know. God, I, I don't know how yeah. they, how they do it, but you know, nobody, but that's, but that's nobody, living there. It's, nobody it's, was injured though. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Nobody was injured. That's persevering overcome, but that's what they've done. That's what they've done yeah. since the beginning of time, you know? So absolutely. And, well, and then, and you know, and, and listen, you're talking, you know, it's, it's not a third world country. It's like two and a half world country. Uh, but but <laughs> no, he's frozen. He's frozen. <laughs> That's the, uh, the, the 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 hurricane Ian. Yeah, getting ready to uh, um, take out his uh, inter interwebs. So, but yeah, that's uh, um, but like I said, I, I like he said it, it. It's not a third world country, but it's not. You know, it, it's not too far 
too far from it. Is Care Frozen too? No, just one. Okay. <laughs> I, I I thought I saw the hand <laughs> wavering, and I'm like, am, am I am I gonna say? It? Oh, we got there you back. Go. Got yeah, got so, you back. So anyway, so yeah, that's that's where we're at on that. And listen, our prayers are out to those guys, and and the industry will definitely uh, take care of those guys. You know, Rob, uh, Robert and and Henderson and, and everybody else involved. Oh yeah, yeah. I already heard they're already already uh you know getting the backup factory going and you know doing some other stuff. And I and I know. You know, uh, especially in that area, so many other factories that will, you know, that's going to lend a hand. So that, that's what we do. That's what this industry does. You know, we just we just lend a hand when it's needed. Absolutely. So, so all right. Um, this is going to be this is going to be a bumpy show because I, for as much as we've talked and everything else, I don't know anything about you. Like it's just because nobody will tell me. I was just telling care beforehand. Nobody will tell me fucking stories. Um, uh, I, I, I had reached out uh, to, uh, I reached out to a few people, like, like a few friends in the, in the industry and like, Hey, I need a, I need a Kirk and Juan story. And they all came back to the same thing. Those, those are stories we'll tell you in person, but we cannot tell a Gurkha Juan story. Like, like there are no like safe Gurkha Juan stories out there. I guess they're all like, yeah. <laughs> brother, so, uh, there, every, listen, when you're when you've been doing something for 26 years in the same industry, uh, guess what? There's going to be stories, and uh, <laughs> I do have. I I think I have a story with everybody in the industry because, uh, you know, we we meet on the road, we meet uh, at the trade shows, uh, and we meet in festivals, and uh, you know, the alcohol starts to flow, and we're having a great time, <laughs> and we're smoking cigars. Before you know, we, we end up in a in a in a in a in, in a place where only gentlemen go, but we there's some people there too. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I I, I but, have I have been in a lounge with a, with a few people in the industry when that the alcohol starts flowing, the the lips start you know. So if everybody knows I can't you know if I couldn't keep it, they always make fun of me that I can't keep a secret. If if I couldn't keep a secret, I would definitely have been blackballed out of this industry by now. You know, t- tell a <laughs> tell a couple tell a couple well, of I, those. I had I had the uh, I had the audacity to one day uh, tell my tell my kids and my daughters, I go hey listen I think for my fiftieth birthday we passed you know two years ago, I would like for you guys to uh, you know uh, do a roast with all my guys in the industry. Oh. My oldest daughter my oldest daughter my oldest daughter goes to me dad, you know there's a lot of stuff that you've done in the twenty six years and it's not all legal and I go I go okay so roast it. forget the roast. Forget the- <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I- you hung out with so many people, and you guys done some crazy shit, and this and that and the other go. But that's what the cigar industry is all about. That's what we're all brothers. We're a small niche group of people. Uh, you know, the, the the Patels. You know, you got Sammy Phillips. You got you know guys like Carney, Henderson, Robert Caldwell. We've all hung out, had great times, and uh, and we try to keep everything inside that circle per se. Yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah. So as far as me, man, listen, I've like like you heard, I'm 26 years in the business. <laughs> Uh, started started with I was uh, Carlos Torano Cigars first sales rep they ever had in 1996. All right, so we're, and, we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna pause right there. So I've I've got that. We're gonna go backwards a little bit. So we're gonna we're gonna get to Torano. Um but let let's start with uh, um is he frozen again? <laughs> I think he paused himself. Yeah, I'm not gonna mess around with you. Oh, oh, what, is, 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 it, is it on my end or is it on your end? Oh no, it's it's on your it's on your end. 
So right, it's, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do, man? I'm going to walk you guys this Friday. Yeah. That's all good. Listen, the Wi-Fi sucks. Yes, I got you. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, that's okay. See, see somebody walking by in pajamas or something later on. You know, like, <laughs> don't, 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 don't mind them. Yeah, just getting some cereal. Yeah. There we go. All right, this should, this should be much better now. Okay, right, right, right on. So, um, so all right. So we're we're gonna go all the way back to the beginning because, uh, like I said, um, I don't know anything about like your youth, where you came from. I know you have an accent. I don't know. Like I, I had my show notes for, for care. I think you're of Cuban descent, but I think I remember hearing that in one of the zooms, but I don't yes. know. So, so let, let's go, let's go back. Where, where were you born? And let's, let's, hear, was, let's hear your starting uh, I was, story. All right. I was born, I was born in Havana, Cuba. Um, been in this country for 42 years. Uh, for, yeah, 42 years. I came with my mother, my sister, uh, in the Maria boat lift in 1980. Uh, lived in Miami for about a year. Moved to New Jersey for about three, two and a half years. Uh, then we we'll moved right back down here again. And uh, here we've been ever since. And yeah, I'm a Cuban from Miami, just like the other three and a half million. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 how how what part of Jersey? Uh, what part of Jersey? You, where all the Cubans live, Union City. It's the only no, way. It's the only place. They don't just get them together. So Cubans and they transplant us right into Union yep, City. Yep. <laughs> okay, so so did you know anybody? I mean, because I mean, you know, you know, usually the boat lifts, like I said, they, they they come off in Miami. So why go directly to New Jersey and then? Come yeah, back? my my uncle, my uncle and aunt lived there, uh, and uh, so we went there, and that was the only place uh, at that time that my mom could really get a job. Uh, she was a nurse in Cuba, but you know, once you come to the states and you're a 30, 30 year old woman and you don't speak the language, you know, for you to become a nurse again, it's almost impossible. So, she literally went to working into a soap factory after you know studying six years in in Cuba and becoming a nurse and being a nurse for so many years. She had to do what she had to do to feed the kids, you know, my sister and I, and uh, that's why we ended up in Jersey because we got we she had a job as soon as she landed here, and she never stopped working until uh, until about ten years ago. Wow, how how long had your aunt and uncle been here? Uh, same as us. They they have been here probably for about three years before us. They they, they went through another another avenue like through Spain. Uh, so they they were here three years before us. So they were already settled in, and you know they had the small little kind of duplex setup. You know, like in the city, you know, you have, you have the the front, then you have the one in the back. Yeah. So we we lived in the back, they lived in the front, and then when it snowed. I remember me being nine years old, having to get up at five in the morning and dig our way out of the freaking rat hole. I used to call it the rat hole <laughs> because it was a lot of a lot of a lot of shoveling of snow, man. That I definitely. <laughs> oh, so 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 what? What was it like growing up in? And I mean, what was it like for you? Because you, I mean, you were still young enough where you remembered it, you know. So it's not like you know, a lot of people come over when they're you know, two years old, three years old. What was that? You know, what was that transition like? Man, it's, coming uh, from Cuba to you know New what? Jersey. It's, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, man, what I remember from being, from being raised in Cuba, it was, for me, it was fun because for us, listen, you're, you're rationed. You're so, so you'll get, you know, for three people, we used to get a, you know, a pound of rice for every two weeks, a pound of, of, uh, of beans, you know, this and that, a little bit of, of, of meat. And when they had uh, the, the rolling blackouts, 
um, you know, not, you know, a liter of milk for a week for three people. It, it was, it was bad in that sense, but since I didn't know any better, uh, it was cool because we had a lot of fun. I mean, we play baseball all day, you know, obviously go to school, we go to summer camps and, uh, you know, government runs summer camps. So, so Roman got summer camp for a nine-year-old. It's not like a summer, it's, it's not a summer camp here that you go and you play and you play sports. It's like you cut sugar cane, pick up garbage. <laughs> yeah, that, that was our summer camp. <laughs> so, but but it teaches you the values of of working hard and you know that kind of stuff. And and, um, and taught, you know, my mother, you, I didn't teach you anything. That was just free labor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Labor, that's true too. <laughs> true, 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 true. So so yeah, that literally <laughs> child labor is right. So and and then what uh, brought the family back to uh, uh back to Miami? The snow, dude. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Be, 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 being on a tropical island, yeah. So how did how did all the other Cubans end up in New Jersey then? Yeah, that's uh, dude. I, I think because there was a lot more jobs here and less competition, uh, per se, uh, in Jersey there were than here in Miami. Uh, so so I think that's what happened. And then most of us started coming back, and most of us live here now, and you know made our made our homes here in South Florida. So so right on. So where did the uh, um uh where did cigar smoking come up? Do you so at what point? Um, being in Cuba at ten, you hear those stories like yeah, I was smoking cigars at ten in Cuba. Is that the way it was at your family or no? No. Yeah. So so my family, we you know we, we have you know, my families are are um, like I said, my mom was a nurse, my uncle was a principal, uh, my dad was a mechanic before he passed. Uh, there was my, my, my grandpa was an attorney. We, we weren't really into the cigar, cigar oh, okay. thing. Cause we, we, we lived in literally downtown Havana per se, right? Like Havana Vieja per se. And, uh, so there was no, no, none of the pedigree with, you know, having, having family in the, in the business. Uh, for me, I, I got turned on when I was 19 years old. Uh, I was in San Francisco, um, and, um, right there in, um, What's that called? Fisherman's Wharf with uh, with my cousin and I, my cousin uh, moved out there and and, his, uh, and my uncle and aunt and we uh, we ran to his place uh, called Just a Cigar. I had a big cigar with smoke popping out. So I was like eighteen, nineteen. We went in there. We bought our cigar. It was a Hoya de Nicaragua back then, and uh, it was full body as hell. I remember I got sick from it, and <laughs> that was and that was my first experience. But my my cousin, I thought we were really cool guys. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, like what that, at that time 19 living in california what were you what were you doing out there um what were you doing no I was, I was i was i was no i was just there i was just there on, on vacation for the summer oh, okay my, my aunt and uncle my aunt and uncle ended up moving to uh cali from jersey uh and that's where i would that where i have a very small family like like i'm getting married now the wedding's 200 people 10 10 people are my family the rest are are, are her side the italians it's like a zillion. They come out of the woodworks. Everywhere. <laughs> we, 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 we know about those. Like I said, well, we got, you know, up on the screen there, Amandola cigars, the Italians. We, we know we had, yeah. we had them on last week. So, um, yeah. so, so what were you doing? Like I said, you know, 1920 for like work, what were you doing? So, with, no, I went, you know? no, I was, I was, I was going to school. I was going to school and, uh, and, uh, pretty much, you know, I was a buzz boy. I was a, a running joke here in Miami for the cigar guys that know me. Uh, it was a place called pirates. It's like an uh, amusement park. And I, I, I was a parrot and a pirate on the weekends. <laughs> they would dress me up as a parrot, then I become a pirate, and then so on, so on. Made it to college, and um, so like at, at twenty one year, twenty two, going on twenty two, I went to work for an advertising agency out of Tampa, based in Miami, but the the, the corporate headquarters was in Tampa. Uh, did that for a few years. Uh, that went pretty well, but it got 
it got it wasn't challenging enough for me and um and it got boring and uh one day i i they paired me up with carlos torano at the billmore golf course and that changed my life for the rest of my life i i, I started with torano and i was there for 13 years before they sold the company uh moved to rocky patel for a year as uh as their um, national sales manager training some of the inside guys coming in because at that time rocky was in that in that move of you know training training people coming in from the uh from just having independent reps and uh then i left that uh they're still my boys it was, just wasn't a good fit for me there's a lot of family members in the chain there that there was really no growth you know from that company for me for where i wanted to go and then uh i ended up at gurkha so when i started at gurkha i was a, a national accounts manager i had some pretty big accounts with my my tenure in these two companies and a year later they made me the vice president and here we are wow. 13 so years going on 13 years so so did did general not offer you a gig you know when they uh when they yeah no it, it wasn't it uh, no a cao did so or cao when, yeah yeah when, when cao took took over the uh, distribution they offered me they offered me a job and uh they wanted for me to move to California, uh, arizona so handle arizona um new mexico vegas and southern cal for toronto uh, brands and and the um and the uh cao brands Unfortunately for me, I had just purchased this stupid, huge, monster, uh, expensive home because I was doing really well for myself with Toronto, and uh, and I had just had my second daughter, and uh, yeah, and, and and I'm not gonna get into the some some of the other things that happened. Oh. It was just like it's it's some funny shit, but it's not the right place at the right time <laughs> to say that. I'll, I'll tell you when I see you in person, but a little, a little tidbit behind a little backstory. Oh, but uh, I, I, yeah, I just, there is one, but I decided. Uh, so I called a friend of mine. I go, Hey, I, I, Arizona, he goes, Don't come here. And then he told me why. And then I'll leave it at that. And, we'll, and yeah, you and I will talk. We'll, I'll tell you the oh. whole story behind it. Oh. But anyway, so I decided. So I got interviewed when I landed from Tennessee from Nashville. Got interviewed by Mike Salucci and uh, Jonathan Drew uh, for Drew Estate. And at that time, all they had was Acid and Via Havana. They didn't have Liga, none of that stuff. And, uh, you know, truth be told, I, I never I never really smoked acid. I've never really smoked acid. I said maybe a Cuba Cuba once in once once one time in 20 years. Uh, and I told J.D. and I told I told Mikey, thanks for the opportunity. But if I don't smoke the cigar I, and I can't I can't really sell it, I'm believing it a little bit. I got to believe it in at least, you know, for me to sell it. And uh, and every time I every time I see JD now says you dumbass you would have been a millionaire but I go yeah, no shit don't remind me <laughs> <laughs> so don't so remind we, don't remind me man <laughs> uh, so so we do so since since Jack Toronio is one of those people that wouldn't tell me a story uh, this guy here that we have on the uh, um, well we have a surprise guest that wanted to come on and uh, possibly tell a story um, and I and I know he loves you so much. So uh, this is uh, Ronnie Lopez. <laughs> so Ronnie, Ronnie, you're on mute. I see. That's my man right there. That's my man. Ronnie, you got to unmute yourself. Unmute. There you there go. You go. Do you guys really want me to unmute? Though is the question. <laughs> <laughs> no. So so I, I was I was on Ronnie's live earlier um, uh, tonight, and then um, he was. Uh, I had mentioned that we were going to have uh, you on one, and he just had so many nice things. He says, and I don't know if it's good or bad, you're the reason that the cigar industry has, Ronnie. Uh, no doubt about it. So listen, I don't want Ronnie. This is Ronnie Lopez show now. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hold up. Back up, back up, back up. Listen, you know that they had to call 72 people to find one person to say something nice about you. 
that they can say on air. <laughs> That's true. That's a true statement. So but I, my thought, boy. I thought it was kind of funny because I wanted to tell them the story. Uh, Juan Lopez actually is the reason why I became a boutique whore. Juani was the guy that actually, I had a store. It was a retail shop. I was part of a franchise. And Juani came in, came in with Gurkha. And it wasn't him selling Gurkha. He made me, you know, they had Tarano at the shop at the time. They had Espinosa. But, you know, he told me, bring in more Espinosa. Bring in more of the boutique brands. And he got me part of boutique culture. I was literally, we had a mainstream horror type shop. Like everything was basic goods, general, all to this. And Juani brought in Gurkha. And the next thing you know, to get my shop going, Gurkha supported us, and they gave me a buy one, get one free on my opening order. There was the Gurkha Shaggy. I never forgot the cigar. There was a Dominican, a Nicaraguan, and they came two Dominican versions, I believe, in one Nicaraguan, but there was like a Maduro and a natural, and then they did a third one. And then he got us a ton of swag, and all of my customers, one by one, started switching over like crazy, right? So Wani had me come out to the warehouse, their original one that they had in Florida, Got there, and then instead of just preaching Gurkha gospel, he wanted me to learn cigar culture, not from Detroit perspective and being in a franchise. He took me to all his friends' shops, and then he took me to Little Havana. He took me to Pepin Garcia's factory. John Gonzalez, I believe, was there at the time, Juan? Yep, John Gonzalez, correct. John Gonzalez was there. We stopped at El Titan. We went to everywhere. There wasn't anywhere he didn't take me, from pastry shops to tobacco shops. And so people always ask me, like, Dude, when did you become such a fucking encyclopedia cigar? When did you become such a Juan Lopez? And they're like, Juan Lopez? <laughs> yeah, there was no Robert Caldwell then, no Steve Saka in my life. None of those. Juan Lopez was why I became a boutique guy. And I never forgot the time where I was in my shop and there was a cigar that was a great cigar in my shop that I wasn't smoking. It was Lottie Kessa by Tatuaje. Juan, picked one up and said, bro, this is a gem. How do you still have this stuff? And it was like we were the only shop that had it in our franchise left over. And he was like giving nothing but shine to other brands. And then we naturally just grew Gurkha to a wall. So when you walked in my shop, there was mainstream on one wall. There was, you know, the Oliva, General, Altidus, Ash. And then there was a Gurkha wall, literally the whole back wall of my shop. I even had Mike Tyson autographed gloves. And if people bought multiple boxes, I gave them a signed glove. (laughs) So... Wani's actually, when you yeah. look no further than me when you want to hear a good Juan Lopez story. And also, <laughs> yeah, we got, we got, yeah, we got some crazy, yeah, we've done some crazy stuff too with Ronnie and I, but, but yeah, you know, it's, it's guys like, like I, and I tell everybody, man, I, I, you'll never hear me talk crap about anybody. Listen, man, I, I don't hate people. I, I might dislike a few, but I don't hate anybody. Uh, I think talking bad about people makes no sense to me because you gain nothing from it. Uh, I think if I like a cigar and somebody else's cigar, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna support. It, I'm gonna promote it. If I don't like it, I won't say anything. I won't. I mean, I, you know how many guys called or sent sent a messages to me about your cigar didn't do this, didn't do that, didn't the other. I go, what are you smoking? And they go, well, we're smoking this. I go, well, I don't sell that cigar. That's made for CI. If you want to smoke CI product, keep buying CI product, my brother. That's good for you. Keep buying those two dollar sticks. That's all. Everything that we do there, a lot of it, it's it's uh, it's not even controlled by us. It's it's more of the royalty shit, right? So if you want to try a good Gurkha cigar, like you guys have it now experienced, Kevin, uh, it's, you know, go go into the uh, the Nicaragua series, Cellar Reserves, the Ghost, even the, the Ghost are numbers, are numbers uh, one selling cigar right now. Uh, the Pure Evil that we just came out with that, I think people are enjoying because it it's got that full body, finally something fuller body on our, our portfolio. And um, and listen, man, you know, we, we, we sell a lot of cigars, we make a lot of cigars, 
Uh, the one thing that that people don't comprehend, uh, they're still stuck in the in the stigma of the old Gurkha. You know, like the eight nine years ago Gurkha, yeah. and and of course so, some guys still have a lot of you know that their bad taste in their mouth from from buying stuff from CI and some of the other stuff that we you know other guys that we do bulk for. If you really want to taste a Gurkha cigar, go brick and mortar. Try the brick and mortar stuff, and uh, and, and I, I'm going to guarantee you, you're definitely going to find uh, a, a few that you're going to enjoy. Because one thing that we do do that a lot of people don't do, we work with six different factories, and they're all buy tobacco from the best tobacco growers. So it's us going in there, talking to them, telling them what we want, the, the, where we what, what the plan is for the for the next for this cigar on the portfolio, and they have the tobacco on a regular basis. So everybody's complaining about back orders. We're up 32%. We're up 48% last year. But when everything was going to shit and people were raising their prices, we loaded up. We started buying. We bought so much more tobacco from the factories. And now we're sitting pretty and we're doing great. And, and you know, my guys are making a shitload of money. I'm making money. The company's making money. And and I, I'm not having a lot of complaints from my retailers. Because, yes, there's going to be a few skews. Listen, there's going to be, you know, the, the ghost the ghost Toro sells a lot. We sell a million sticks of that shit every year. I'm not going to have that all the time. I'm not going to have the celebrities or hedonism all the time. Because it sells a lot too. The infused stuff that takes a lot of work. And I'm not gonna have that as well. But our portfolio is large enough with with a uh, with with a kind of, with about 15, 20 good SKUs that you could pick and have in your stores that you're giving those customers and your and your uh, your customer in your store an opportunity to have you know different favorite profiles from, from one company. I wanna add two things about that. So Wani, that you were pretty much the the reason I, I would attribute it all to. One thing that I've never had happen during my tenure is nobody's ever asked me in my shop to price match anything by Gurkha brick and mortar. We'll separate church and state. The stuff that you guys do for catalogs, when you first came in, it was 90% catalog, 10% brick and mortar. You flip that shit to fucking 80-20. And none of this stuff from seller reserve to ghost, you know, obviously take my orders, we carry all Gurkha and mm -hmm. all the sampler packs and We've always supported Gurkha, but Gurkha's done a much better job of supporting us than we have of them because I've never championed their brands on social media because of all the slack that we've gotten for it. I'm smoking the new evil, the pure evil now. The cigar is phenomenal. I, and I'm going to tell you when I say phenomenal, it's sweet on the retro and it's got a little bit of a black pepper in your mouth as well. The construction on it, money. But, you know, it's really one of those things that I do in the shop, hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat with the customer. And the one thing about the brick and mortar side for us as retailers, we are seriously protected. I'm probably not supposed to say this, but when Gurkha sends you out an application and join them, you're actually signing something that says, if you ever discount our stuff, you're going to hell. And so nobody discounts Gurkha in brick and mortar shops. It just doesn't happen. If you do it at the register for a good customer, it's one thing, but it's not an advertised price. I wish more people were that proactive about it. But before I leave this show, I have to tell a, a good, bad Juan Lopez story. Okay. <laughs> so one day, me and Wani decide we're going to go see some fights in Miami, right? And we go to, is it American Airlines Arena? Yep. Well, so it used to Wani, be, yeah. F yeah, Wani and I decided that it was a smart thing to each drink a bottle of liquor. Wani drank tequila. <laughs> I drank vodka. Then we went to go see a fight. <laughs> and then uh, we sat down. And the first thing Wani decided to do was to troll Fat Joe. Because in the videos, you see these guys smoking cigars. But in real life, we offered him cigars. He's like, oh, no, I can't. My chest, my chest. And so Juan starts, these guys are wearing these big gold terror squad necklaces, and he's fucking with these guys, right? And, you know, it, Mike Tyson was there with us, taking pictures with Mike. And the crazy thing was is that uh, we decided to go to a casino after because we were feeling really good. And oh, yeah. unfortunately for me, I hit the, slot machine, uh, the roulette table, and then the lady cut me off. 
And we were up a couple thousand dollars, and the lady's like, you know, you guys, they cut us off, and they're like, you got to go. Wait, we you pay gotta you. go. <laughs> they they, they got to hand pay you before you can play, and my numbers came in a row. One, two, three. We got back to Wani's place, and we did the smart thing that every normal person would do is we drank another bottle of liquor. And then who was the baseball player's bat who you had in the house? Uh, Albert Bell. So a White Sox famed great baseball player, Albert Bell, gave Juan Lopez a signed baseball bat. And so I decided to be a good boy and go to bed. And Juan wanted to wake up and go back out again. So to wake me up, he hit me with a bat. And I'm like three years into jujitsu at the time. I thought he snapped my femur bone. I got up, put him in the rear naked, put him to sleep, and his current wife right now was there, and there's a yes, thumb on his sleeping, and fucking next thing you know, I'm so scared of Bianca, I start waking him up, so I'm hitting him in the face, get up, get up, get up. And so he wakes up, goes to bed, and then in the morning, he wakes up to take me to the airport, and he's like, I think I slept on my watch. And then I didn't say shit. So when we get to the airport, I'm going to get out of the car, I'm like, Juan, that red spot on your face? Yeah. That was me, Poppy. <laughs> it wasn't a watch. It was it was your watch, not mine. Yeah. Oh my God. Listen, that's yeah. my favorite person in the game. That's nobody that could I could say, listen, you guys know how much brands I champion out there, but for people, there's nobody whose phone call I take at four in the morning and who will take my call at four in the morning. There's Maybe nobody who no matter what you ever my dad, if you asked him who's the greatest that ever did it. Juan Lopez. So. That's my pop. That's my pops. That's my pops. Yeah. Hey, hey, all, all it takes is a few ashtrays in a backpack. And I'm like, it's not that hard to get yeah. pops to fall in. Pop falls in love yeah. with you with a few ashtrays in a backpack. Dude. I yeah. got plenty of those. I got plenty of those. Listen, you guys go get the Juan Lopez story. Let him tell you about all the great stuff they do. Juani, genuinely, you, I fucking love you, bro. I love you too, my brother. Always. Take care, Kevin. Mother, thanks mother for having me on care. Thank you very much, brother. Thanks, Ronnie. All right, Ronnie. Hey, thanks. Guys. Hey, buddy. Yeah, right. that was a good one. That was a good uh, surprise. It's my boy, but I love Ronnie. Ronnie and I have had a lot, a lot of great times. And um, when he went, when he went to open up uh, his bar, uh, we actually sat down together and we came up with a name, you know, Secreto Cigar Vault, uh, just because we thought it was a cool name. And um, it's, if you guys haven't been, it's a beautiful spot. But he's become now such a, you know, all over media, social. He always was. His guys always had it. On the social media side, he was telling me many, many years ago, you know, there's there's money to be made, there's people to do it, and, and he's done it, and he's a likable guy. He talks a lot, and uh, he, he talks way a lot, but <laughs> but but seventy percent of stuff that he says makes sense when you hear when you listen to it at least three times, it becomes a hundred percent because he gives you no other choice. But but in saying so, yeah, we've had some great times, and uh, Ronnie's definitely my brother, and like that man, I have so many so many guys that, that are retailers that become the government friends. To, uh, to really family. That's it. You know, and you mentioned uh, care. You, you've been doing this a long time. You've got to remember the, getting the catalogs in the mail. And then like on the first page, there's Gurkha cigars and you spend like $30 and you get a backpack, you get a, yeah. you get a, you get a knife and a cutter and a lighter and a, a humidor mm -hmm. and you get and, all this other stuff. And, 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 and Kevin, it's funny that you say that. Cause if you look back, I want you to, I want you guys, if you have a way to do it, look back the last, five years and see how many times you've seen us in the front cover of uh, CI. Yeah. Um, very, maybe, maybe once by mistake. Cause the one thing I told the owner, I told Jim Colucci, the president, I go, all you're doing is just downgrading our, our cigars, our company. Yeah. The, yeah. The whole, you know, gorge, Gurkha gorge fast, buy 80 cigars for 120 bucks and this <laughs> and that. And, and it's, and it was the same exact cigar with a different band and this and that. And, 
and dude, the guys, even the guys, you know, the CI is having their, their, uh, they're doing their festivals this, this next coming week. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't even call me anymore because they're like, yeah, Juani ain't coming. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, yeah. I won't do it, man. I'm, I'm a brick and mortar dude all the way, man. That's just That's who it. I am. Now, uh, Care, have you had the you've had the ghost, correct? Yeah, yeah, I've had the ghost. I've had several of the the, the uh, Gurkhas. I told you I had uh, the pleasure of Dave at the local cigar shop and give me a pure evil when he got back from PCA, and it was great. You know, my first you know, my first box of cigars that I when I started getting back into cigars about six years ago, um, the first box of cigars that I bought were was a Gurkha. It was the uh, um, the Red Witch. That was actually my second blend that I helped blend with Damian Tapanes in American Caribbean cigars. Uh, I did, um, I did, so I did the uh, Wicked Indie first, then the Red Witch, then after that I did the Classic, then I did the Heritage, which that one that one took off for us. The Heritage did really well, but like anything else, you know, when you keep coming out with cigars and different blends, this the humidors are only so big, right? Mm -hmm. Our portfolios keep getting bigger. And if you don't give, you know, you got to crawl before you walk. And and if, if you don't really promote a cigar, I think I think Drew does it best. I mean, Drew is, is a good example. They promote the hell out of whatever comes out. For a full year, whatever it may be, they promote the hell out of it. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we don't have those pockets. And, um, and and unfortunately, also in our industry nowadays is what's new, what's new, what's new. Does all the uh, LEs and all the... Uh, all the uh, different, you know, short runs of cigars, and because people want what's new, what's new, what's new, and and you got to stay with a little bit of a trend. I, I mean, we did our first um, uh, limited edition, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, on the collection special that I was enjoying outside. But my, I guess my internet sucks out there. I'm gonna have to fix that. And uh, and I'm inside the house, not smoking right now. It's not gonna. See, I, I I do live with an Italian. She might kick my ass, like Ronnie said. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's it. You know, um, I, I remember uh, um, the 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 first review I ever did on a Gurkha cigar, and I had had a couple from like the CI days back when I first got into this industry. Like that's what you know, whatever it was. It was I remember smoking uh, Victor Sinclair because you got a box for twenty dollars. You know the Gurkhas and everything else. And I, I remember uh, I had the Ghost, and I remember starting off the review. You know, because you start off with like your first five seconds then you go into your intro and you come back and i had said you can still see that video i think it's on odyssey because uh, youtube deleted it but um it's like i'm about to smoke a cigar that i know i'm gonna hate but i'm gonna smoke it anyways because everybody keeps telling me to smoke it and it was the gurkha ghost and fucking i mean blew my mind and then it was like a month later i can't remember what the next gurkha was and it was the same thing i'm like there's no way that this is going to be good the goat and it was like bam but that that goes so we get so many people that i hear and you'll someone will someone will put up a photo of a gurkha cigar they're smoking and people will blast them you know ah oh, gurkha sucks whatever and then like i'll chime in i'm like well have you ever had the ghost and then 99.9 percent .9 of everybody that says they don't like gurkha they always say, say, say the same thing well i did like the ghost you know i'm yeah. like ah you know so you know why uh, not what's that i'm sorry ken had it Question. I didn't know if you guys... Can't wait to unlate here. Uh, have they said when and when where they'll be available? Um, what the uh, the, uh, the pure evil? Okay, so the pure evil just shipped out this past week. Went out to about eighteen hundred shops of the first twelve hundred boxes on each size. Uh, our second shipment is coming in next week to fulfill the rest of the back orders from our trade show. So so Kevin, look look for it. Um, Look for it now. Any anywhere near you? If if you don't have it, ask for ask your retailer. 
uh, or uh, have, you know, uh, or hit me up online. Uh, I'll definitely find something for you, my brother. Uh, but it went out to about, yeah, 1,200, 1,300 stores in the last week or so. We, we send out all those cigars. I, I remember being in my lounge uh, years ago and, um, and it was like the, the, the day before uh, Bill w- w- was saying that, that, that everybody was, you know, just dissing on Cause he had brought in a, a, and this is probably going back seven years, six years. He brought in some Gurkhas. I don't know what they were. And they were like, ah, Gur- you know, Gurkha, you know, nobody likes Gurkha. Um, so like um, later that day or a couple hours later, what Bill was telling me the story that he went, went next door and he, and he got like three or four cigars for the guys that were there. And he's like, Hey, Hey guys, these cars just came in. Um, uh, we're supposed to be testing them out. I want to give them you guys and get your opinion on them. And everybody loved them. Everybody's like, Oh my God, the cigar is so good. And Bill pulled it, reached into his pocket and pulled out the bands. It's like, these are Gurkhas. Stop, stop blasting on okay. Gurkha. Okay. Jessica? You got to give William some attention here. He's got some good comments coming in. Okay. So, so where, where is, uh, um, so William, here, I'll post the first one. Okay. So post the first one. So why does Gurkha choose to use a bunch of different factories instead of getting their own so they can have better quality control? Now you guys do own your own factory, right? American Caribbean? No, no. So, so we, so th- that's a great question, William. So, we were in the process of buying American Caribbean probably about five years ago. Uh, actually, myself and Kaizal, I started I started the conversation because these guys were making at that at that point they were making about two and a half million cigars for us. So I said it makes a lot of sense. We trust the guys that are in the factory. Why not just you know give them a little bit of cash? We we control it. We let let them lead it. We control it, meaning we put more money into the into the uh, tobacco. And um, and he agreed, and then one thing led to another. They wanted more money than we thought we wanted to give, and uh, we said, "Why don't we continue to stay friends and keep it that way?" So we never fulfilled the full contract of, of buying the factory. But if you do go to Esteli, you will see outside ACC everything Gurkha, because we were in that process of, of buying of buying uh, the, the factory and, and keeping Damien and Lolito in charge, because that's what they do. These guys are. Amazing cigar makers, they they know their stuff. Uh, to answer your question, uh, the reason we don't we don't have our own. I listen. If it was up to me, and if I was the owner, uh, I would have done it a long time ago. But I also understand that to own your own factory, you need to have somebody down there that knows how to run it, somebody that you trust. Because I've been doing this long enough that I've seen a lot of people lose their ass on on owning factories. Because when you own a factory and you're not there on a regular basis, they will steal from you. They will steal from you, and that's a big problem. Uh, no one really talks about it because the margins in our business are pretty nice margins, but it's a lot of stuff that goes on within the factory level if you're not there on a regular basis. So that's that's mainly the reason we don't do it uh, because we don't have that guy that's going to go down there and make sure he stays there all the time. Uh, we don't have that person that's willing to do it, that knows what they're doing, that's at, at, that has the experience and, and the know-how uh, for us to be able to, uh, to afford to pay what we need to pay him and for us to be able to also make that investment because to, to, to do a factory, as far as the amount of cigars we make, if we make a factory, why make it with anybody else? Do our own. And then we, we may, listen, we, we manufacture or they manufacture our partners almost 8 million cigars a year. That's more than Florida Dominicana. That's more than Padron. That's more than a lot of a big, big brand name brands that we make more cigars uh, than they do. But obviously their quality, it's, it's different because what they control their tobacco. So, so that's that's where that's where we're at on the reason why we don't have it. I would love to have a factory, for again, like you said, more quality control. But 
the guys that we do work with, so Luis Cuevas, you guys all know Cuevas Cigars. Oh, yeah. He's been, we've been, he's been making a few million cigars for us every year. He makes all the set of reserves. I got Abe for now nine years with me uh, making the Ghost, Ghost Gold, and now we're introducing a TPE, the Ghost Natural. He, he That's a few million cigars. You got ACC making a lot of uh, private label stuff. Some of the stuff we make in Nicaragua, some of the baggies. That's about three million cigars. So all these guys are – it's four or five factories, and now we're working out really closely with Artista, with Ram. He's making the Revenant, which is kicking ass for us. Thank God because I love the cigar. And, um, and uh, you know, so so we, we're tied in with these four or five makers that we believe and trust in them, that they have great tobacco, and at the end of the day, they're going to be consistent. That's why our brick-and-mortar business uh, has gone up every year in a, in a clip of 15 20%. And when you're, the, when you're the number that we are, we're not a small little company. We're, you know, we're not – a five million dollar company. When you grow 15, 20, 30 points, and you're up, you know, in a in, in a good number. I can just say public numbers, but when you're in a good number, you guys can get it. When you make eight million cigars, you do the math. You know where we're at. So, so, uh, so that's that's pretty much where why we don't do it. But I would love to have a factory, bro. Believe me. <laughs> you know, and and in the in the bat and, and going back to the beginning of the show, you know, you have one factory. God forbid something happens to it. You know, I mean, we, we've heard of fires in the past. We've heard of theft yeah. in the past. How many, how yep. many times factories and warehouses have been broken into and, and get, you know, stuff stolen. You know, you have one factory, I mean, that goes up in flames or, you know, that's, that, that's for, well, for a company like you making 8 million cigars, that would, that would devastate the bottom line for Without a, cu- a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, absolutely crazy um and then uh, um someone had made uh um let's see a comment how do we change gurfa gurka from being the laughing stock uh, cigar and and honestly I, I don't think i think over the last couple years maybe i don't think gurka is uh, you know like like one said that they are transitioning away from you know um uh, the million dollar cigar the 50 you guys still make those you know the fifteen thousand yeah, dollar box cigars I, oh dude hey listen 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 to what going back to what kevin's saying it's uh <laughs> Listen, I think that the stigma, it's a stigma. It's what it is. It's a stigma. It's, I, that's all I could really call it. The word stigma of the bad reputation. People want to be, people want to, people, people want to follow somebody. So if they hear Joe Blow and, and Joe Blow's cousin and this guy, oh, you know, like the other day I saw the one of um, everybody hate, people, people hate uh, Biden, people hate Trump, but everybody hates Gurk. I see that shit a million times. <laughs> I use, hey, listen, I reach out to those guys and I go, and I go, I go, listen, they hate us, but buddy, we're, we're selling a million sticks. Somebody's smoking them. I'm just saying, it's the exact same thing you hear when people go, nobody smokes acid. Well, apparently somebody smokes, so, cause they're rolling a hundred thousand of them bad boys a day. So somebody's so. smoking them. Yeah. So yeah, that's too, that stigma and that, and that. You you could you try you listen. The only way to do it is is one one person at a time. Uh, we do a lot of events. We do a lot of cut and lights. You know, with my my ten representatives that I that I have out in the field, and I go to all the festivals just because I enjoy meeting people and having a great time. And uh, and yeah, man, we listen. We're working on it. We're happy. We're 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 exactly where we need to be, but we sure know where the hell we're going. We're going to go all the way to where we need to go, and the, and the goal's already been set. And uh, we're on our way. That, that, that we turned that corner, and we're on straightaway, baby. That's it. Now, Carrie, you smoked that million dollar cigar. How did you like it? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, uh, it, it smoked like a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar cigar. I wasn't impressed. There you go. So, so, so it was crazy. So let me, let me let's go back into the million dollar stick. All right. So four four year four years ago, 
okay? Uh, four or five years ago, Eddie Guerra, which is now the marketing director for Davidoff, was my marketing guy. And uh, we started coming out with um, with a million dollar ideas with cigars. So we put out, you know, the million dollar trip on the yacht. You know, one week, you get, a, you get a, all the cigars you want, this, that, and the other, but one million dollars. So some press, a press release got it and went crazy with it. It literally believed it. They believed it. We have people calling me in the office going, how do we get a million dollar trip? And I go, if you give me the million dollars, I'll make the trip happen. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> in saying so, nobody ever did it, but this press release took it and it spread. So I'm in Germany, freaking doing a, one of the trade shows, and every every little show I would do is like, hey, Mr. Lopez, did you bring the $1 million cigar? Or how could I go on that trip? Did you come in your yacht? Did you come in your, in your jet? I'm like, no, man, that's all April's Fools. And if you go back, those are April Fools jokes that we did for four years in a row. The million dollar cigar, uh, if you guys read about it and, and the description and the press release, I mean, water from Fiji water, really? <laughs> tobacco, tobacco grown in the Himalayas. Really? I mean, it's like the, the, the rollers were blind. Really? I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, like, it's like the stuff that was written on there. We went, we literally sat there and went crazy for like two days coming up with like shit or like. What else can we add to this shit? I mean, we're like, we we got we got so funky. We we almost got like, we were we were gonna go stupid. Like, we cut a piece of wood for like crisis of uh, like cross and put it in a box. I mean, we we started like the craziest things that no one would think of, and people actually believed it. Goes to show that there's always that people, one of those two guys that run with shit like that. I believe it, and then it's friends. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, on on the 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 blind. So JD over at Drew Estate. He's got some uh, uh, some blind uh, uh, cigar rollers, uh, rollers or bancheros, and he says they do a fantastic job. You know, better um, feel, better feel, yeah, be, better be, feel be, the hands, better yeah. feel. So um, uh, I I don't I don't know, but uh, but yeah. So I you know it, yeah it, it's absolutely crazy. I remember seeing, and I don't know what cigar it was when I was at um, uh, my buddy Bill's shop you know years ago, and it was but it was a Gurkha. So and it had like this beautiful cardboard box, and you opened it up. And inside was another beautiful box. So you opened that up, and then inside was the cigar box. And then it's like, what is what is going on oh, yeah. here? That, that was that was uh, that was the Titan. Oh, is that what it was? That was but the Titan. Yeah, it, it was. It was nesting dolls. Yeah. It was a Corona. It was a black box with a black box with a silver box inside that you took that out of that silver <laughs> box and became two little compartments. I'm like. And only twenty cigars fit in this huge box. So he's like, he's like, what the fuck? Oh my god, a a absolutely crazy. So, uh, um, uh, a question I have, which which I've I've never understood, and I've been I've been waiting to either talk with you privately or or get you on the show. You talking about Jim Colucci? I know he's you know he's the CEO of uh, of Gurkha now. Um, and then I see that like your vice president of Gurkha and Syndicato. What is what is the relationship? I don't understand the relationship between Syndicato and Gurkha. Is it um, a distribution deal? Are you guys under one umbrella? That's one thing I've yeah. never understood. Yeah. It's so so if, if you don't know the story or, or people don't know the story, so syn the Syndicato, the syndicate started with uh, Jim Colucci, uh, Abe, uh, guys like uh, Jeff from Corona. Uh, those guys got together. I think it was a, a, a number, uh, forty of them at one point, and they came up with a, with a Syndicato brands. You know, made by Arganosa, made by uh, NAFTA, NASA, some of the other, you know, some of the better makers in the industry. For them to have their own store, private label per se, right? 
so that happened. It, you know, in the beginning, they push it, push it, push it. It did well. Cigars are great. It's just it doesn't have a, a name. It doesn't have a face behind it. It never had reps behind it. So about four years ago, we took it over. Uh, five years ago, when Jim took over as president, we took over the distribution. But it's a different identity, without a doubt. And uh, and and again, man, I I think my personal feeling, and I've talked to Jeff and I've talked to Abe about it. Uh, I, I wish I wish for them for their sake they would have done you know Jim Colucci the president and keep everybody as a silent partner because I think what hurt them the most and I've told this to the to the uh, to the members like there's a membership they call it a membership uh, if if you know if Kevin is is a member and Juan Lopez has a store ten blocks from Kevin and I want to bring in Syndicato because I like the cigar and I think it'll sell every cigar that I that I bought that I sell that I sell Kevin my competitor is making ten cents on. Does that make any sense for a retailer to bring it in? No. Okay. You're making money. You're making money for the competition. So yeah. no one really has really explained that, but that's pretty much how it goes. So that's why it's hard for us to to uh, to increase the distribution on the product, is because you got a lot of guys that say, hey, "Listen, you got all the big boys, especially here in Florida, uh, that are all syndicato members, and those are the top guys." But when I go to smaller states, you got, "Hey, man, you got this guy here, but he's my competition. I like syndicato, but as I sell his product, he's making money on it." And he's my competition. So it's, it's a fine line. Uh, it's strictly, you said, a distribution thing. Uh, I think the cigars are fantastic. And for those who haven't tried it, I highly recommend them. Uh, we're in about maybe about 250 stores nationwide with that cigar. Not a lot of big, not big distribution for the size of, 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 the, uh, of, the, of the brand. But, uh, but the cigars are fantastic. Yeah, Kara, have you had any of the – I've only had a few of the Syndicato, mm-hmm. usually when I'm down at Abe's shop. You know, like it's been said, a while. Over. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been a while, but yeah, like you said, there's no face of the the face of Syndicato. Like, who are they? Right. What are they? You know, so mm-hmm. I didn't understand that. Um, Matt King's got a question. I want to know, and I'm not and I'm not overly familiar with this cigar at all. What's up with the Royal Cortesian? Yeah, they, yeah, that's that's one of those. Um, uh, oh, okay, <laughs> I, don't know. I know nothing, man. You want to ask me about my portfolio, Matt? Okay. Sorry, my bro. <laughs> You could ask me about all of that stuff, all the marketing side of it, all the – listen, I know the HMR because I've sold a few boxes of those. I can tell you about that. You know, that, that's gone up in price. When I started at Gurkha, a box of that wholesale was 10000 Today it's 21000 So it, it goes up every year for whatever reason. We only really sell about five to ten boxes a year, but there's always those guys that want to buy it. I mean, I've I seen it in front of me. I've done it. I sold a guy five cigars for 2000 a piece. And he's bought it, and uh, he's loved him, and it's crazy. But uh, I can tell you about that. I can tell you about the Maharaja. Yeah. Uh, all the other ones that are really extravagant, you know, one-offs, I really don't know much about, man, because I, I don't want I've never smoked it, and I def- definitely never sold one. So Yeah, care. $2,000 a cigar, care. Yeah, I, I, I'll get a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, just uh, just a six pack though. Yeah, just just a, just yeah. a six. I don't. I, I can't afford a whole box, so I just I'll just take six of them. Yeah, well, just, well, just I just take well, a six pack. His, uh, other comment was they claim to produce twelve million annually. Oh okay. no, nah, that's not. Yeah. What, what, tell 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 Matt whoever said <laughs> that story, bro. It's that's not even. There's no way, dude. Listen, there's there's no there's no there's not one cigar maybe except acid. That does twelve million cigars a year, dude. Oh, I mean, there's oh. very, very, very few, especially when you're talking about one size. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's absolutely, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely crazy. So, so the other question I had, and uh, um, 
So who who is the owner of Gurkha now? I know uh you know I know uh, um um uh, Kay was was uh, selling his shares a couple of years ago. Um, did he um did he eventually sell everything? Or I know because you're part owner of the company now, right? Did yeah, I hear yeah, that well, correct? I, 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 yeah, I have a little I have a little stake in the company. Uh, obviously, so does you know uh, his wife owns sixty uh, percent of it, and that his shares are still his. But and I keep telling this to people, man. He he has not been involved in the company since Kaluchi took over six years ago, five oh, years yeah. ago. It's been it's been strictly Jim and I. Uh, we don't even see him anymore after all that crap that happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll go out to lunch with him maybe once a month and hang out and and talk. He, he's he's involved in so much. He's got so many other businesses. Uh, he's into bourbon now. He's a he's starting a bourbon company. He's doing a uh, he's uh, he's he's big with the guys at Remington Rifles now. He, He's doing something with them, and uh, he's always doing something, dude. So, so like the cigar side, he's definitely hasn't been involved, especially after all that craziness happened, you know, two and a half years ago. Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know, he it, it was it was it was a fuck up. Part of my French, uh, big mistake. And uh, and listen, man, I, when I saw a guy that put his you know blood, sweat, and tears into a company for twenty five years, uh, something like that happened to him. Uh, although he was definitely wrong. Uh, it, it hurt me because I know how much work he put into it, but he also know that he had, he had messed up and he had to he had to go and he had already been gone. And uh, listen, this company this company grows naturally organically just just by by us you know sticking to our guns, continuing to make you know better cigars, continuing to to grow our distribution, and obviously having the product that's key for us. But yeah, he's he's not around. He still owns it. We're still in the works. Listen, we we've had a few offers. It's just the numbers that that he thinks he should get. Compared to the numbers that we that we know are are there, um, you know, are, are are a little bit of yeah. It's a, it's like it's like Lamar Jackson and yeah, and the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, it's, it's not like it, it, it's not an easy when you're when you're making when you're only making you know a million cigars a year. You know, it's easy to to figure out what your shares. But you're making eight right. ten million cigars a year. Well, and, and then on top you, of you that, you, you, on yeah. top of on top of you got you got eleven hundred trademarks. You got you got a you got a bat. You've never been you've never been to a headquarters. We probably have the baddest headquarters for a family-owned operation in the cigar business. <laughs> it's fifty thousand square feet with our own cigar lounge with booze. You know, only by invitation, only kind of thing. Nobody really has that. You know, I think now Rocky's stepped up his game in his like in the last few years. But other other than that, I don't think there's there's many other people that have the building that we have with the capacity that we have. We hold. Almost four four and a half million cigars at uh, in one time in our humidors, humidified humidors. That's a lot of cigars. Well, it's so, also hard to compete with when people hear that Gurkha is going to deliver a box of cigars on a unicorn. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, uh, care twelve hundred <laughs> trademarks. That that's insane. Now, how how many that's like crazy. which? Yeah, how many SKUs? I know Rocky. You know, like. Like I said, you know, he'll say he has 800 to 1,000 SKUs, not at any given time, you know, mm -hmm. in, in his portfolio. How, how many SKUs do you guys own? Uh, I did. So on our portfolio, on our on our portfolio, on, on what me and my, my team and I sell, uh, we have about uh, 120 SKUs total as a company. If you include, obviously, CI and some of the other stuff, probably close to 700. Yeah. That that, yeah. that is that is absolutely absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah, it um, is pretty nuts. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, you know, so so we had Ronnie on, you know, and and this and and everybody says the same thing about. I mean, you're 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 a fantastic guy. You're as a boss, they, they say second to none. You know, to to work to work for. What what is what is 
your stamp on the company. So if I walked around to two dozen employees and 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 ask them, you know, what what's Juan's mantra? What is what is Juan, you know, you know, stress to me every day? What would what would they say? Uh, well, the first thing they'll say that when I come into the office, I I start in the front and I go all the way to the warehouse. I say hello and good morning to everyone when I walk into my office every single day. Uh, the next thing they'll say that I'm always going to have their back. Because my, my saying to them is, listen, we're not the millionaires here. We work for millionaires. Our, our, our job is to make them money so we take as much money as we can from them because they're already millionaires, <laughs> right? And how do, you, how do you take money from them? It's by making more commissions, making, you know, making your, your monies, selling more cigars. And then last, lastly, I tell them, you know, two years, one mouth. You know, the customer, the customer will tell you everything they need for you to do for them. Um, just you speak wise, sit there, listen to them, and they'll tell you what they need. And if you don't ask them questions every now and then on, you know, how, how can I, how can I change your mind on our product? How can we grow together as a, as a, as a company, as, as, as partners in the industry uh, and stuff like that. But my team, man, that's the one thing I would say that they know I got their back. Listen, I was a rep for 14 years. So when you have, when you have, you know, guys trying to pull a fast one on a guy like me, it's like, come on, man. Are you, are you kidding me? I, I've done I'm not all of it. I'm always learning, but I've done a lot of the bullshit that, you know, I know when you don't work. I know when you're taking a day off and you don't have to tell me because numbers don't lie. Number one. And number two, uh, and they trust in me because they, I don't, I don't track people. I don't micromanager. I don't do any of that shit. But if I call you and it's, and it's a serious call, you know, you got your, you did, so, you did something wrong or, or you didn't do something you're supposed to do. So if you uh, told me you were do something, you didn't do it. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not an easy guy to get along with, but uh, but again, at the end of the day, they, they all work they all work with me, not for me. We work for one common goal: is to be successful and take a, as much money from the owners as we possibly can. Bring it on, baby! <laughs> so, 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 care after 15 years, uh, he's heard no every possible way that uh, that there is. Like there's. Well, I was going to ask him what's what's the biggest challenge that you had to face when stepping into that role. Oh man, uh, well the the uh, the stigma of of you guys are strictly a uh, a internet cigar. You guys you guys are are, are museum pieces. Uh, you overpackage and put shitty cigars. Uh, you guys sell the soul. You're sold to the devil with CI. Uh, I never had one Gurkha I enjoyed. Uh, you guys don't protect the brick and mortar. That's what we came up with a brick and mortar side, like Ronnie was saying. Now every every so all our brick and mortar now is all the seller reserves. Our cognac, uh, rum, bourbon, ghost, revenant. So you're talking about about 50 SKUs, and that's we make you sign a contract that says you're not going to discount it more than 15 percent if you do have a website or if you're going to sell it in the store. Now, do we police it? We try to as much as we possibly can. As you guys know, there's so many sites and so much shit going on in, in, in the cigar industry that to keep up with everybody, it's it's tough. But I think we police it well enough that our business continues to grow on the brick and mortar side. Like Ronnie said, when I got there. It was 85, 90% all, all on sales shit, all, all CI. Now it's 75%, 25% on the uh, on the retail side. So, yeah, the, big, yeah Kurt, the biggest problem I always had was that, man. You guys make shit cigars. You guys overpackage shit. You're charging me for the box. Uh, this, that, and the other. There's a lot of that. And, and uh, listen, we change a lot of minds, and, and we're going to continue to because we are making good smokes. Yeah, you know, um, uh, I had bought. I, it's a little over a year ago now, because I think they've been sitting for maybe about a year. You know, I, I love Steve Sock over at Dunbarton. You know, he he had a a, a new size that was a CI exclusive, and and I didn't want to buy them. I'm like, ah, I love Dunbarton, and uh, nothing against Steve. That cigar sucked, 
you know, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, and they've been, I, I've been testing them every now and then. And they, after a year, they still need some more time. So I, I don't know what CI, I'm not going to ask for numbers. I don't know what they demand when you make a cigar for them, if it's a certain price point, but uh, you know, it, it, that they're about well, being, making money. Being, yeah. Yes, and being, yeah, yeah, being, being Steve, you know, knowing Saga the way I know him, he, he, he tries to control his stuff. You know, he's a smart guy. Uh, he's he's made his money, bro. He does it for strictly passion and, and attention too. Steve, I gotta fuck with you a little bit, <laughs> but but uh, but uh, but you know, that guy that guy is very passionate about what he does. He knows he knows what he's doing. And CI do CI just you know they 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 bring you in, dude. They bring you in. Sometimes you know, I don't think in his, in his case, but it's a lot of manufacturers out there that are just too concerned and too busy trying to grow their brick and mortar side that they'll give these guys something like, you know, an, an obscure brand that I don't make anymore. Like they say, like the ancient warrior. Yeah. I'll tell you, Hey, Kevin, you're, you're the CI guy. Here's a hundred thousand bands. Make a cigar, bro. Good luck. It says Gurk on it. We're fucked. Mind you, Gurk. We are the brick and mortar guys are meaning the guys that sell brick and mortar, but it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of manufacturers that do that. Cause again, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's cash flow. It's, you know, it's easy. They pay you in five days. You get your money right away. You're not making you're not making your, your your big margins, but you're making extra monies to pay for your advertising, to pay for whatever it may be for your brick and mortar business, because that's where you make your your real money. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that care. I mean, if someone you know cut you a check for a half a million dollars and and you got your money in five days, that that's tough money to pass up. You know. <laughs> yeah, and all you got to do is deliver some uh, cigar bands. Yeah, you know, in some, in, in, some, in some cases, yeah, pretty yeah. crazy. <laughs> that that that's absolutely insane. Now you had wow. brought up uh, uh, the Revenant a couple times. Now I had just had that cigar. Um, I got it uh, in, um, I think it was Abe's Cigar of the Month Club, um, and mm -hmm. uh, fantastic cigar. Absolutely love that. I smoked it, um, uh, and then people were asking me about that cigar, and I didn't know anything about about the cigar. And I think I've smoked one. A scent. Uh, uh, where is that? What, what? Tell us more about the revenant. Yeah. So, so that revenant, man. It's something. You know, we we were looking to do something with uh with Ram Ram uh, over at, at Artista. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Ram. Okay, that's right. You did say that. Yeah. 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 Ram and Ram is dude, a great dude, man. I like his cigars. I think I think he's got a good palate. And, and when you go down to his factory, you realize how big these guys are. This guy's been around for his his family's been around for sixty years, and they are making cigars. And their stockpile of tobacco is next. It's it's next level shit. There's a lot of tobacco. They know the right people. They know the right growers. They grow their own stuff. So they have a lot of a lot of potential to grow. And that's, that's those are the kind of smaller factories that we want to go with because we want to grow with them. You know what I'm saying? So when we went down there, he gave us all these blends and and Jim Jim and I fell in love with the Revenant. So I, I like a Corojo, but to get a good Corojo, it's hard to find because you know because if you ask Justo, he's gonna charge me an arm and leg. If I ask Christian, Christian's not going to do it for me. Yeah, uh, I've, so I've got an Aladino. You know, I got an Aladino yeah. grow right here. So yeah, why not? Why, Aladino is one of my favorite brands. I, lo I yeah. love his cigar. I think he make. I think he makes hands down the best, the best, uh, the best lancero in the business. Uh, and saying so, uh, yeah. So we went to see Ram, and man, he had this beautiful Corojo wrapper. He had the San Andres. He had a shitload of tobacco, Viso Seco, all kinds of grades, and we were excited. And, and he gave us an incredible price where. We could then sell it to the people. I mean, uh, you know, we, 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 we just don't want to sell, you know, BMW or Mercedes. You know, we want to sell you a Hyundai that gets, you know, 100,000 miles warranty on it. In other words, it's a $6 cigar that you're going to enjoy on a regular basis and not break the bank. So that's, that's, that's what we did with the Revenant. And, uh, and uh, we're, we're, it's doing really well for us. We, and we kept it simple, stupid kind of thing. You know, since so there was box breasts, 
uh, we said Robusto Toro and uh, in a, in a uh, Corojo and a uh, San Andres Maduro. So there's only four SKUs, not too crazy. And uh, both sides are selling well. Obviously, the Toros are selling the Robusto two to one. It is what it is. That's, that's the popular uh, size nowadays. But uh, it's doing really, really well for us as well. Yeah, Ram does, uh, especially with that Buffalo 10. He does, I mean, I, I got a chance to meet up and chat with Ram, you know, a couple years ago and a fantastic young young man. You know, yeah, that Buffalo 10, that's a $5 cigar that just abso- absolutely kills it. Yeah. Like I said, I, re- I know that Revenant was a, was an inexpensive cigar too. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know how he's doing it, you know, but uh, uh, he's, he's, he's crushing it down there. And I'm um, yeah, really digging that. Now we, now we had brought up the, uh, uh, the, the pure evil. And like I said, and now that that's just shipping to, to the retailers or as in like a week or, or two weeks ago. Um, yep. Now Abe had brought up on his show and I want to know if anybody else had, had brought this up to you. Um, the name, you know, Abe wasn't sure if he wanted to stock a cigar that that said pure evil. Is is he the only one that has said something to you about that? Uh, I, I've only had two people say it. Uh, Abe Abe one and two was uh, <laughs> and two was when we had the original evil about eight years ago. The just regular Gurkha evil. I was I was out in Germany and there's these two sisters that have been in the cigar business. They have two stores for sixty five years. Oh, wow. They speak, wow. you know, they speak the, bro- the broken English because they're German, and they're like, Senor Lopez, the only cigar that I will never bring in here. And we're like, <laughs> this huge, huge crucifix. <laughs> yeah. And the word is huge crucifix is evil. Never in my life. Never in my life. So, what Abe said, and he didn't say it to me, he said it to Kalucha, and then Kalucha t- told me about it. No, Abe goes, Abe goes, why don't you guys put 666 on the box while you're at it? <laughs> Oh I, thought was, I thought that was witty. So the, how the Pure Evil came to be, we had made shirts called Pure Evil, and we have a sign in our office that is this beautiful aluminum sign that's badass that's got Pure Evil on it, and this and this thing that you see here, just like that, it's it's on it. And Jim and I were walking around the office and go, man, you know what, man, we don't we need something like full body, right? And uh, so we went to ACC, talked to them, and we said, man, we have the trademark to Pure Evil, you know, all Nicaraguan tobacco. So it's a puro, and let's make it you know more of a full body stick that we really don't have, and uh, that's what we went with, and we ran with it, and we we sold a ton of it at the trade show, and and so far everyone has had it so far in the last week, week and a half, we got a pretty good response, and uh, hoping for the second shipment here in the next two weeks. Okay, yeah, I don't have care. Do you see anything wrong with the name? I mean, you're you're a you're a yeah. you're a God fearing man, you know. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the term. That's a term everybody uses. Is that, is that, is that what I'm going to be labeled as, Kevin? Yeah, God fearing yeah. man. A God fearing man. <laughs> Very good. Uh, no, I mean it's. Listen, if if the worst problem that you have of the day is that you're going to smoke a cigar named Pure Evil, then you know. Well, yeah, I think you're. In, I think you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, you know, and and it seems like we've been in the day and age of the last year of everybody talking about names, you know, of what whatever, you know. You know, we we've gone through all of that with the with you know the the stealing of or like you know I don't want to say stealing, but of these of these popular names and brands to make cigars and whether you're marketing to kids or not. So you know, pure, pure evil seems a little uh, you know seems a little okay compared to compared to everything else. Yeah. Everything else out there. Let, listen, I I uh, I told I told C Saga when he came up with Mi Querida, I go. How does Sydney feel about that? And he goes, "What do you go? Yeah, that's, your Mikaria means my lover, dude. You know." I go, 
Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, he doesn't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> I mean, oh that's yeah. Worse. That pure evil. I mean, just yeah. I mean. <laughs> that, that, that's it. My my mistress, my lover. So yeah, uh, yeah, you know, that's it. I I remember in a, in a post I had made referring to Jessica, you know, as like I call her me Karina, and then Steve like sent me a text. He's like, yeah, that's you don't want to call her that, you know. It's like that's no. you you use that in the wrong <laughs> phrase, dude. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, just just can't just can't throw that that's throw that name uh, uh, no. out there at, at all. So, um, but yeah, so, so that was, a, so that was originally, originally launched like 15 years ago. So you're just, you're just bringing that back. Um, yeah, bringing it, bringing it back a little fuller body, a different, completely different brand altogether. It looks pretty, listen, we literally were going after the younger generation of, of cigar smokers, the 25, 30 year olds, the bikers, that that's what we really wanted because that's what I've noticed. One thing I've noticed, man, and, and after COVID, I started traveling right away when, when they said travel. I was a madman. I, I'm, I'm a two million mile American airline flyer guy. I'm that guy. I like being on the road and that's what I enjoy. And what I noticed a lot is a lot of new smokers and they were all in that 25 to 35 per, um, uh, age range, which is which was a pressure to see. And uh, and that's that's the future of our business. And uh, it's a lot of a lot of these young cats are making money, man. They're they're enjoying the lifestyle and they're realizing that, dude, it's Listen, how many times in our in our in our history have we been at a bar and we got into fights? How many times have you been in, have you have you gotten in a fight at a cigar bar? Yeah. C care? I mean, yeah. Did you, yeah. Yeah, think about now, that. Think about the I, first I, minute. I, of it. I, I plead a fifth on the fifth on the first question. Yeah. The yeah, I was gonna question, say, yeah. I've never yeah. been in a fight in a cigar bar. Yeah, you know, and and, and no Kara, you just you just did an event with bikers, and and bikers like the like like the names, Kara, because you you know you had you know the, the cigars, you know, trying to pick out, yeah. you know, essentially not really the blend I, per se is what you think they would like, but really it's the name, you know, like like you know, and, and that and that and they really love you know everything everything's in a name. So Juan, you you had mentioned the uh, uh, younger generation, you know, and 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 we've all seen the the uptake in cigar smoking. Um, in your experience, I, I think that, you know, has it always been the driving force behind what's new, what's new, what's new? Or do you think that we've seen more of that demand over the last several years because of the younger generation being this TikTok generation of always wanting something new, something quick? Have ha, Has there been a shift in that or has it always been kind of that push towards, hey, what's new? Yeah, I, I say it's been it's it's not a shift. It's it's been there for a while. It's been there for a while because what happened is this. I remember back in the day, it used to be strictly Hoya de Monterey, Macanudo, <laughs> Romeo, and Fuente. That, that's pretty much what it was, right? And nobody asked for anything else. That was the old guards. That's what they smoked. Blah 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 blah. Then you know, then the boom hit. A million brands come out, and then when that when it when the shit hits the fan and it tanks in ninety seven ninety eight. And, uh, you know, people are just smoking whatever. It went down big time. Then a, a little bit of a boutique started again with, like, the, with the Tarano, guys like that. Uh, Tatuaje, you know, Viaje, uh, Dion, you know, uh, uh, Grand Habano, guys like that started coming into the game. And uh, and that created a buzz. And that, that created, I think, that what's new, what's new, what's right. new. And and then I just think that everybody wants to uh, – listen, I, I've been doing this, like I said, for 26. I still walk into stores. And I want to try what's new from everybody else because I truly do want to see what what they have. What's what's so different about you know this cigar from this cigar? What what makes it better? What makes it different? And uh, and I think that the what's new thing is going to continue. And I think listen, when you have the one thing that I always tell people that is different from when I started in this business now is the amount of information 
and the, the amount of guys who really put their time in, and, I, and I'll throw Kevin into that mix and you, that you guys go out and you do your homework on the brands, on the blends. You actually go out and smoke them. We never had that 10 years ago, dude. We had we had guys believing whatever the hell we said, we told them. You know what? If I told them this tastes like this, they're going to say, oh, fuck yeah, it tastes like this because Juan Lopez said it. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 now he's like, Juan Lopez said it. Let me go check and see what Kevin said. Let me see what Kurt said. Let me see what Coop said. And they go around, and there's so many guys with an opinion that that listen. I think personally, it's healthy if we all come with the right with the same mindset. But we're in such a great industry that everybody's got a different palate, dude. What you like, I might not like. What you know, or we might like the same things, but it's different. And that's what I enjoy about the industry is that I go into cigar shops and dude, I'll don't ever see me smoke my own cigar. And and there's some companies that won't allow you to smoke anything else but yours. I tell my reps, hell no. You go smoke everybody else's cigars too, because we need to know what we're going up against, especially when we're doing tastings, events. Uh, you know, you run to a guy, you ask him, what do you normally smoke if you don't smoke Gurkhas? Oh, I smoke, you know, I smoke the Totoaje, uh, Kohonu. Okay, well, dude, I, that kind of spice and strength, I really don't have, but I could give you a, uh, something a little bit lighter than that, and, you know, and you could go from there. It's not educated, but yeah, you should definitely try. I try everybody's cigar, man, mm-hmm. it's at all times, at all times. But yeah, the what's new thing, that's never going to go away. And you know why it's not going to go away? Because it's it's also a way for some companies to make the quick buck on a on a LE on, on a limited edition, yeah. right? You make you yeah. make a quick you know make a quick fifty thousand or thirty thousand cigars. You charge fifteen bucks. Guess what? What's new? Here you go. Ten count box, one hundred fifty bucks. Go on your way. You know. So I, I don't think that's going to go away. I think that's going to continue to happen, and uh, and that's that's going to stick around until 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 you know everything settles down and eventually it's all it's all in cycles, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the, the last two years of the LEs, you know, <clears throat> so, and and some people, I'm I'm actually probably over the last, I would say six to nine months, I've been seeing a little bit of pushback from from the from the consumers of of the LEs, and it's just like, God, you know, every 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 six months, you know, this company, I love this company, they're coming out with another LE, they're coming out with another LE. And it's just this constant influx. And I know I spent all of 2021. <clears throat> I didn't smoke any LEs. There's still cigars that came out the brand new in 2021 that I hadn't I hadn't smoked yet. I spent the entire year going back and enjoying the cigars that I used to enjoy. And so I just spent a, a, a you know obviously smoking some new stuff, but just falling back in love with some of the uh, you know the the core brands and. I'm just, I'm tired of the LEs myself. You know, it's like I said, every, you know, well, it's, it's every week. It's a different company coming out with an LE. And then every six months, that company comes out with another LE and another LE. And it's just like, I love know, it. Yeah. Je- Jessica loves it. You know, uh, me, me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. And then you mentioned, Listen, we, 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 we are, we are late on the LE thing. We, we did ours with the collection. Uh, and uh, that'll be shipping, like I said, in October sometime, late October, early November. Um, but it's something that we're going to do like what it is, you know, we made 150,000 cigars. That's an LE for us, you know, for some other people, it might be 20,000 cigars, 150 is what we, what we knew we wanted for this one wrapper that we found that's badass and has great flavor. That's close to something that we really wanted to, to fit in our portfolio and keep it within reason in the 13 to $14 price range. So we're not, you know, raping anybody. It's just a fair price for what it is. Comes in a 10, 10 count box. So you're not spending $300 a, you know, every uh, per per a box, and we're not coming out with that every two to three months, like you know, a few of them do. That to me is crazy. That, that's what I appreciate on some of the LEs. They're coming out in ten count boxes. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, Karen, I, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I, you know, when it's a 20 count and it's 350 bucks, it's like, yeah. God, you know, like I said, I, I just bought, you know, an LE, you know, so, so, you know, even if it's the same price, but it's a 10 count box, I can justify that just, just a little bit easier. So uh, this, uh, the new star, is, is it shipping? Is it out? This one? No, here, no. Uh, the, the, so the collection, the, what we did with the collection was we made it in a five by 58, uh, the perforated uh, like kind of shape or perfecto shape. For the TAA, so you've probably seen those out there in those in those really wo- beautiful wooden boxes. Yeah. So we sold we sold it to uh, sixty five out of the seventy uh, TAA stores. They did incredible with it. We we literally sold a thousand eight count boxes in twenty seven minutes at, at TAA last year, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's nuts, right? When you have that that kind of buying power like those guys do. Uh, so we did that, and it went really well with them. That's when we came out with the other one that we had in the, in the works. Uh, these are parejos. These are we got a robusto. We got, I needed to make a, a long sale because I love the size. So I made a long sale. I only sold about 900 boxes at the show. I was a little disappointed because my guys didn't push it enough because I think that cigar smokes best at that, in that size. And then we did a Toro. So again, three sizes, didn't go really big on a, on a big, you know, six by 60. Didn't want to go that. The, it just doesn't do well for us except for the Ghost. Uh, so we, we kept it three sizes, you know, again, 1395, 1495. 1595 for the Toro, uh, 10 count box, beautiful collector box, really nice looking. I, I had it here, but I left it in my patio. So sorry so, about so, that. I won't be able to so show it to you. Is that being made at uh, American Caribbean as well? No, that's being made by A Flores. Oh, okay. PD, yeah, yeah, at, uh, at PDR. Yeah, he's making that for us uh, with this beautiful uh, Connecticut seed hybrid wrapper, man. That's freaking unbelievable. It's, dude, when I tell you that's one of the most beautiful wrappers, one of the best tasting wrappers because it was so clean. Uh, it had that natural sweetness behind the creaminess. See, I'm not a mild guy, but I'm 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 really starting to enjoy mild to medium cigars. As I get older, I don't know why I'm I'm going away from getting my ass kicked from the full body cigars to like just toning it down, going mild, more mild to medium, and um, and I thoroughly enjoy the smoke, man. I think I think it's a really really good cigar. I'll tell you. Uh, I'll, uh, so, I'll so, say, so I'll I, say, I, I got I got some I got some I got some in the uh, in the office. I'll make sure I'll put some in the mail for you guys to try. Right on. So you're talking about an ass kicking cigar. So uh, this uh, uh, the Nicaraguan series. I just put it down. Like I said, I've got about three inches to go. This cigar is about kicking my ass. I, <laughs> I had to. I had to set it down. I mean, this cigar. I mean, I think I paid like seven fifty for it. Eight bucks. Seven fifty. Yep. It's that's right. Seven fifty, and uh, I mean, it's smoking like an eight fifteen to eighteen dollar cigar, and it is fucking powerful but i couldn't put it down i kept smoking it and it's just an absolute so what, what is what what's the information i didn't, I didn't even look it yeah. up i, I saw yeah, this i knew it was one uh, i didn't smoke yeah dude that's that's the uh part of the uh which uh, a, a company we i forgot to mention but they've only made about half a million cigars for us arganosa so that's an arganosa okay. made product so that's where you get a jalapa body kind of flavor to it with the uh the pepper in the retro in the beginning, but then it gets into that into that earthy kind of flavor that it has. When I first tried it in Nicaragua, it kicked my ass big time. I, I yeah, I felt like shit for like about six hours, and uh, <laughs> and I said and I said I'm never doing that again. But uh, once we let it sit and it mellowed, it turned out to be a, a really great cigar. Where the problem lies, and it, it just goes to show, man, you can never win. It's it's, a, it's such a such a hard balance with with the cigar with the cigar industry. Everybody says, Juan, a great cigar, great manufacturer. You guys had this make for you, but your packaging sucks. 
So, so, so it's like, it's like, okay, dude. So you want a better cigar with less packaging? Oh no, I want the whole thing for seven ninety five. That's not gonna happen, dude. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's and it's crazy because this is a retailer telling me this that I know him forever. They're like, why? Great smoke. Your packaging, it doesn't stand out. It looks like every other box. Like in the humidor, it's not a Gurkha style. I'm like, I can never fucking win, dude. So. Oh yeah, you can't now, Kara. I'm gonna head back. I'm gonna head back to that lounge. I'm gonna pick you up a couple of these. And, yeah, please um, do. And Jess, you gotta you gotta toughen Kevin up with his palate. I I, t- I mean, I yeah, this, this cigar it was uh you know it was it was. It's got. It's got. I have tried. Yeah, it's a potent cigar. So uh, I've so tried. yeah. So how how often are you going back to you know because we got the you know the pure evil launch 15 years ago. You're bringing that back out. Are you guys constantly going back? To you know, to what you have, your portfolio, looking at some of your your older stuff and seeing if it, you know if it has a market today. Yeah, absolutely. Just because you know, obviously, you know, although we we've, we've done a hell of a job with the FDA, you know, keeping them up arm's length, uh, you do have to use your predicate brands. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, that's what you need to use. I, I I see all these big manufacturers keep coming out with new this, new that, new this, new that. I go, yeah, new this, new that is going to end if the FDA hits. If you don't have that. If it wasn't before that, you know, 2008 or whatever the, the, the year is now, it's changed it every year. But, uh, yeah, so we, we've been going back to some of the, the predicate brands and bringing those guys back because those guys are going to be the ones that if the shit hits the fan, they're going to be able to stay on the shelves uh, with, no, with no, no real increase or a taxation or a charge by, by the FDA. So we've been definitely doing that. And then just expanding on our portfolio, like stuff like, uh, one one brand a year, like this year we did the uh, LE on the collection because because we wanted to do that for 150 stores. That's all that's all it's gonna get is 150 stores, and then you got the uh, the um, Pure Evil, and then at the TPE we're doing we're gonna do the uh, Ghost and Natural because I love the blend that that we smoked in uh, in Dominican <laughs> for the Ghost Natural, and then we're gonna stop making stuff for a little bit, but we're gonna we're gonna let those bad boys develop some legs so we can make them crawl and walk, and then we can start running. Now, now, Kara had mentioned earlier um, the Red Witch. Um, is that is that still out? Are you still making that? Um, no. Okay. If, ca- if we do. Yeah, if we do. It's something. It's something we might do for like you know, like CI or something like that. It's. It went. To, I call. I call it. Went to cigar heaven. It went away. Bye bye. I never see it again. Bye. Okay. Because that was. Because that was under. Uh, that wasn't under the Gurkha brand. Wasn't that East India? No, that was East India. East India. Yeah, East, yeah. East, East, East India was was when Kazad let me dabble into blending. He goes, all right. So East India. <laughs> I go, let me go down to Nicaragua. So I, I started down the so, so we came out with the first was Wicked Indie. And then the uh then we did the um the uh Red Witch, then we did the classic, which that was good. Uh then after the classic we did Havana Legend, and then I did the Heritage, and then uh, Marquesa, and then he said, Okay, Wani, you're you're a hell of a salesman. Your blending skills are okay, not great. I go, okay. <laughs> so 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 is the is the is okay. the entire East India portfolio is that is that closed yeah, down? That's, yeah, yeah, most of it, yes, absolutely. Well, or, or, or we sell it, we sell it in Europe. I know your uh, Marquesa Heritage, uh, and the and the Classic are big in Europe and Germany, especially. So we do still sell to them there in the U.S. Uh, on the Classic, I got two sizes: Robusto Toro, and Havana Legends got the Toro six and the sixty. So I kept two sizes on a few of the ones that do still have a little bit of traction. Listen, if you if if I could sell. Eighty thousand cigars in two sizes, and I don't take up a lot of a lot of uh, a footprint on the on the on the in the humidor. I'm going to keep you around for a little bit because this, you know, I, I, there's some guys that just enjoy it 
an eighty thousand cigar is still eighty thousand cigars. Still, if it's if it's part of our our uh, our uh, rotation. So there's a few that that I have kept, but our our main focus now, obviously, it's you know, listen, the eighty twenty rule applies for every single company, and I don't care who, who they are, unless unless you're like a very small LE driven kind of company. Uh, eighty twenty rule applies on everything. Eighty percent of our sales comes from seller reserves, ghost, infused cigars, revenant. And the uh, and now the, the pure evil. Everything else is the other twenty percent. That's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so so you brought and, and then I I I asked uh, earlier. Make sure someone reminds me to bring up the uh, um uh, the infused. How long have you been doing the uh, the infused uh, cigars? Like I said, I saw them at PCA and never saw them before. Yeah. So the infused the infused cigar the uh, the cognac is actually Gurkha's flagship cigar. It's the first cigar. That uh, Kaizad introduced in back in 1989, 90. Uh, dude, he was this crazy Indian dude going around uh, infusing cigars with uh, with with Louis and putting it in a tube with a wax uh, before the cigar boom, five years of cigar boom, leaving it uh, for people in, on consignment at ten dollars a stick. When back in those days, the most expensive cigar was Davidoff at seven dollars. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, and yeah, what are you talking? 89, 90. Uh, okay. Yeah, there wasn't much there, uh, and um, and then he le- and then he left him, and he did so well with it that he put it on. He put it in duty free in duty freeze uh, all over the world, and then the boom hit, and he exploded with that cigar. And then, like I said, the rest history. So now we have the cognac, which is now with uh, Remy Martin. We have the uh, the rum with uh, seven year old rum abuelo, and we have the Hartfield and Company, which is our bourbon. So we have those three, and then we dabble into some flavor. Uh, on the coffee, vanilla, and cherry uh, that's made by A Flores for us. Okay, so so that's I, I want to try your coffee with Abe Flores because Abe Flores is he is he makes some good because way back in the day I don't know if he still does the um um Jessica what what, what is that uh, um the Devil's Weed yeah the Devil's, Devil's so Weed I I, yeah. I think Abe used to make I don't know who makes it anymore I don't know if he still does because it used to say his name on it that no that uh, is his name that that's his brand he that's his trademark. Okay, so he still does make that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, way yeah. back in the day, like I, I, you know, like you knew. So now, if you, you know, you you look up that cigar, like his name's not attached to it anywhere. Like over the last like year or two, and it, so and it's hard to find. It's it's, it's re- hard to find, and I hate to say budget stick because it's not. Yeah, I mean, but it is right. A, a very affordable scar, but it is fantastic. Yes, yeah, so fantastic uh, fantastic read, huh? yes, but 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 if you go to uh, trashpandacigars.com, we do stock <laughs> the Devil's Wheat cigar um, because that that is a uh, good cigar. But uh, hey, but, but I, I have a I have a question just because I I was curious because you had said that you're kind of um, you know looking into a certain like age range now for people who like to bring in new cigar smokers, but demographically, like how are, how do you guys market towards women in the cigar industry? Well, uh, I, that's a great question uh, from a father of three, as, as you know, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, for us, I mean, it's been women. See the thing about women nowadays, what I've noticed on the cigar side, right. Mm-hmm. I noticed that they like full body shit. Yeah. Those days are like going to a woman and giving her like a, like a mild cigar. They're like, no, homie, I smoke full body. Shit. Yeah. Like, 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 sorry. Here, here, here's your your Florida Dominicana. I can't help you with that, you know. But, but yeah, it's, for us, for us is uh, it's having rep- We have three representatives that are that are females. Okay. That are part of my team, and uh, you know, they go out and promote, and they all smoke, and um, and that's the. I mean, that's one of the ways. 
I hate using women because I, I hate when I see like, I don't want to mention any names, but like these influencers <laughs> that are women that go around showing their, you know, their parts and they think that I guess I got to smoke a cigar, which I truly don't believe so. But when you don't know, when you don't know how to smoke a cigar yourself, um, insane. So I don't, I, I hate seeing that shit because I have daughters and it really bothers me that, that people really get behind that kind of stuff. I, th I think if a woman, a woman smoking a cigar is, 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 is sexy as hell, you know, especially if she knows how to smoke it. If you're a woman, you smoke a cigar and you drink, and you drink scotch and bourbon, you have me, you have, you have me at scotch and bourbon first, and then the cigar part. But, but I, I just think again, to the, the exposed, uh, the exposure they're doing some, you know, some people are doing on just, you know, the pretty girl with a cigar. Uh, I'm not a big part of that. Uh, I like the parts. I like the parts. I usually like the way the parts are being represented. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, 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 this is a great question. There's a lot more women smoking without a doubt. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and I've noticed that not only just by, by doing the events, but I've also seen there's a lot of, a lot more companies hiring women as representatives. Cause listen, right. at the end of the day, women are way more organized than we are. We're a hot mess. We're like, like us guys are like a mess from hell. We're like, I'm not organized at all either. I try to get them guys, but I can't thus, thus, you know, I, I hire women and, and, and they're, they're amazing. That's what they're, they're best. They're, they're, they keep me insane. Well, I tell you, you know, and, and, and that's, and that's something I, I know that, that I've talked about before and, and, and I hate it. You know, it's just the, uh, uh, the, the women influence, you know what, if that's what they want to do and that's how they want to make their money, I'm never going to fault anybody for, for trying to make a living. But, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's the, it's the influence, the women influencers that are respectful. So I say, if you go to Jessica's Instagram page, you know, she doesn't do any of that. She doesn't show anything. But then you you click on any yeah, one but picture. I also, I also don't have that many followers. So well, I mean, eighty eighty five hundred. It's nothing to shake a stick at. It's not. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, pretty, that's pretty good. A lot of followers, yeah. Jeff. You know, so but you know, but if you go to hers and look at any one picture and just look at the comments, you know, there Jessica has conversations about the cigar she's smoking. People want to know, and then you go to look at this other woman. That you know, I, I if you don't even know there's a cigar in the Pope photo because it's way back here, and then it's like, oh hey, you know you're so beautiful. I love your eyes. I love your boobs. Whatever you know, and they're and they're not having conversations. You know, the, the, are those women selling those cigars? No. I so so I, I, I'm but glad to why, see that. That's why I asked only because yeah. you know there is an an intense amount of incredible women who smoke cigars out there in the community that don't post that don't do any of that and people mm -hmm. don't yep. know that they really exist and i got exactly. to sit on an all women's panel and i got to talk to women who've been smoking for like 30 plus years and it was awesome. so amazing to like hear their perspective on stuff and i just think you know if you're in it to be smoking cigars and you love the community then you know that's that's what I get behind, but everything else, like I get what Kevin's saying, like you can't really hate people for doing what they need right. to do to make a, a living. But for women, there's some serious cigar smokers out there, and oh, without you know, without a doubt, and and listen, I love listen, that. Listen, I I agree with Kevin on, on the side of yeah, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, pay your bills. I get it, but I, I have a model to live up for my daughters. It's, it's called, it's, and it's very simple: give yourself worth. Yeah, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now, now uh, um, do any of your daughters or your fiance do they smoke? No, all uh, my my fiance definitely smokes. She's my marketing director for the company. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's her and I smoke a lot actually. Uh, my oldest daughter, my middle daughter, smoke, and my little one's only seventeen, but uh, not yet. I haven't. She's she's dabbled with me, but 
Yeah. No. <laughs> have, have they shown any inclination of wanting to get into the uh, uh, the cigar business? So let's see. One, one is a forensic accountant making a shitload of money. The other one is uh, it's a team of 10 selling software. I think they're all right where they're at, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you definitely don't want them being no. poor, you know, because that, that's what in the, uh, in the, in the, cigar, in the cigar industry. Um, now, uh, uh, you're talking about like overseas. Uh, were, you, were you guys at, uh, um, I didn't see any uh, uh, photos of Dortmund. Were you guys over in Germany? Yeah, I, I didn't go uh, to this trip. Carlos Carlos Yagatarano went. He's our he's the guy that runs the uh, the distribution warehouse and all that stuff for us. You and, still uh, you still have a Tarano? You have a Tarano working yeah, for you? Yeah, from, yeah. from, brought, from the Tarano family? Yeah, I brought him over, bro. Absolutely. As soon as oh. as soon as Tarano sold, uh, when they finally sold the Tarano name, that when Jack and Miguel were there. Uh, that's uh, I wasn't there. That, that's I, I was gone, you know, two or three years before that. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, Carlos, Carlos was also like their uh, their uh, we say like um, like an administrator that did all the ordering, handled the warehouse and stuff like that. And uh, and uh, as soon as as soon as that happened, I, I knew he was out of a job, and we brought him over. He's been with us now for I want to say eight years, eight nine years. Does a good job for us. So yeah. Right. So, so how nice. is, I, I don't want to just assume, but like the India market with Gurkha, is that your biggest market with that, with that no. brand name or no, no, our, our biggest, our biggest market is always going to be the United States. That's everybody's biggest market. Uh, our second biggest outside of here, it's, uh, it's Germany. Uh, we're huge in Germany. We're, we're, we're good in, in Spain, Switzerland for being as small as it is. We do a nice volume, Russia. For whatever reason, man, we sell a shitload of, especially the infused into Russia. Wow. Uh, we sell a lot of that to Russia. They they don't give they don't care about pricing. Uh, and and then you got Macau, Hong Kong, all those guys really don't give a shit about pricing. It's all about you know who's got the <laughs> nicest band. And yeah. you know it's it, for them. It's all about. I mean, for, in in that in those in that part of the world, we still make beauty and beast just for them because they like oh, the wow. packaging. They 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 right. rather have the frosted tube and pay sixty dollars for that because the packaging is badass and. That's just the way those you know, guys I live find, their life. I, I find that so funny because my my son, he's 24, he is in the army and he smokes cigars and he rips the bands off. He can care less. Like he doesn't give sure. two shits about the band. And like I it, it just it cracks me up because you would think because he's young and it would be something cool. Nope. He's like first thing he does is rip his band off. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, I I've I've heard that like the Hong Kong market is absolutely crazy. That's no, interesting. And for and for them it's just showing the band. Yeah, showing yeah. the band. If if it's got a frosted tube, you know, it's just a it's crazy stuff like that that you see in those markets. But but our solid, yeah. solid market outside of here, I mean we're in 70 countries or 72 countries now. But but uh, again, U.S. is still the 80-20 rule. Awesome. <laughs> wow, the U.S. Yeah. So 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 I I you know I, I know you're you're a big wig now. Um, are you still getting out there? Because used to be you were like a couple of years ago, you were everywhere, like every yeah. day. You know, you were in I'm another. Always, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm always on the road. Uh, I just don't are you post still? As much as I, yeah, man. I, I don't just I just don't post as much as I used to, man. It's uh, you know, can, you know. You know, Terrence Riley has really turned me off, man. Has really turned me off into this. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love I love Terrence, but I'm like, dude, we we'll have to see your face every morning validating <laughs> shit. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, but but he's it was one of those things. I don't know where it started, but now everybody's validating. Every dude, you know, it's, it's, it's just uh, hey, listen, hey, listen. 
God bless his heart and what he's done with that company. Uh, listen, I, he's a great dude. I love that guy. And uh, and uh, yeah, I, I dude, I, I I just got back from Virginia. I did the Virginia Coastal Festival. I did. Uh, yeah, I'm still traveling. I'll be gone. You I'm, now because if you Kevin, I'm gonna post every time I go anywhere. So when you see me, when you see me validating in my pool, it's gonna yeah, to yeah. my pool. And I want to make sure that you knew that. And I'm gonna put Kevin. <laughs> Hashtag here I am, Kev. That that's yeah, exactly. it. Yeah. So yeah, just so, yeah, just I, just I'm just just steal his validating. Just start posting nah, that. Just yeah, no nah, no. Nah. That's his thing, and he's done a good job with it. And it's just funny because I, I, man, I can't find, I, you know, even my daughters are like, Dad, you got like, you know, three, four thousand people following you or whatever in Instagram. I go, Yeah, I don't even know how to use that shit. So they're like, What? They're like, I go, No, I'm a Facebook. I'm an old dude. I use Facebook. They're like, Dad, you, you've been in, in uh, Instagram for like seven, eight years. You got 50 or 60 posts. That's it. I go, <laughs> Is that not enough? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I think I've got thirty five hundred posts in like two years, three years. So you're you're yeah. The Kev, yeah. If, you look, if you look at mine, I think I got like thirty five hundred followers, sixty posts, some shit like that. But but on fa- on Facebook, I do post you know pretty normal. When I'm smoking a great cigar. Yeah. Uh, when I'm traveling, when I'm doing events, I, I post at the events. I don't post every day, man. I just I don't have time. I, I got so much shit going on in my life. Uh, I'm I'm planning a wedding. I'm planning. Uh, another wedding. My daughter's getting married in November, so I'm doing that. I'm not planning anything. I'm paying for it. But thank you. Well, don't congratulate me. I'm poor as hell now. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, much, so, much, so much for retiring to Costa Rica. And I got to work for another 10 years. That's already gone, dude. I, I was afraid to retire in five years. No, not anymore. That's it. Well, so, I, I always yeah. said, like I said, I, I want to make a T-shirt that says, if you didn't post it on Instagram, did you really smoke the cigar? You know, because like I said I don't. You know, yeah. If if I'm smoking, I'm on like Instagram. That. You know, so like yeah, you, got, you gotta gotta get up right. Instagram. So now, t- so now, so now, now when I start doing Instagram, I'm gonna you're gonna get all the props. Yeah. Yeah. Hope is doing that because of me. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin is just a social media whore. I, I am a- a- absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So hey, listen, hey, listen, hey, listen. Don't, don't forget, we know we also know Ronnie, all right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Ron, Ron, that's Ron, Ronnie's been my mentor for the last couple of years. So uh, you can blame Juan for Ronnie, and then you can blame me for Ronnie. So there you uh, go. There yeah. you go. Fair enough. <laughs> That, that, that's it. So, so we're we're gonna we're gonna wind down a sh- uh, the show with a game, a game that right. you sponsor on another show, but you haven't been on yet. So, uh, well, the the what? Yeah, that, that's it. And I, I I thought about stealing Abe's clip, but I'm like, eh, I won't steal his uh his his his, his show. What, what, so, why steal it? You have hey, look, I'm here. Yeah, that's it. You're you're here. The the, <laughs> the 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 would you rather? So this is a question for everybody. Jessica, um, uh, care. Um, uh, so a, a couple of questions on would you rather, so would you rather be fluent in all languages or be a master of every musical instrument? Juan first. <laughs> Oof, I, yeah, I, w- I would, I would love to play instruments because I suck at all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> English, hey, listen, English and Spanish has gotten me a long way. If I could like <laughs> play the guitar, the drums, jab, fucking sax, dude, like I can like, inter- entertain myself. With language, while I'm gonna to talk to myself. I mean, yeah. oh, let me play, let me play, let me play all the instruments, dude. Hell yeah! So, uh, care, uh, fluent languages, languages, yeah. About, about Jessica, I would say music too. Music. As much as I, I was teetering for a minute, but I love music so much. Who cares if you can speak the language? Everybody can speak music, <laughs> like everyone, you know, can relate to sounds and 
the guitar and the piano and stuff. And so, yeah, music, definitely. Oh, same here. Do you know how much more Instagram followers if I could smoke <laughs> a cigar and play the sax or the violin smoking Dude. a cigar? I would have more followers. Um, Dude, so, I, I, yeah. hey, hey, going to what hey, Kevin, I swear that the first thing when you ask that question, I go, I can see me now outside of my patio. <laughs> Playing the sax, smoking a cigar, dude. Hey man, no, no, I'll be speaking French to myself. No, fuck yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's it. So definitely musical instruments. So all right, so uh, next one. Would you rather be known as a one-hit wonder for a novel or a song? Novel. Care. Song. Song. Yeah, yeah. you're music. You're a musical guy. I would say song too. Song. Yeah. Oh no, novel novel for for sure you know that that's that that's mine all right so last on would you rather have x-ray vision or magnified hearing uh, oh for sure for sure x-ray vision are you kidding me all <laughs> day <laughs> oh uh, yeah care what's that uh would you rather have x-ray vision or magnified hearing what's that <laughs> Oh, every time, care. Every says time. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, X-ray vision. Is it enhanced vision or X-ray? Vision? X-ray vision or magnifying oh, oh, hearing, oh. Jessica? It's uh, X- X-ray hearing, Jess. God, yeah. I don't want to see people's bodies. I'm gonna say hearing. <laughs> no, it's not just about hearing. It's just not about bodies. It's about everything else. But no, I'm going X-ray vision. Of so yeah, so yeah, so all the guys want X-ray vision. <laughs> And the only female wants magnified. It's not like it's not like she doesn't hear enough of the shit that that, that we don't think they hear anyways. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So yep. God, no, no. Just wants to see, just wants to hear about all the shit you see with I your X-ray vision. The ultimate mother of everyone. I'd be like, oh, I yeah. heard that. Yeah. I'd be like texting other parents, like, you know what your kid just said? Yeah, yeah. Well, that or that oh, she, you would come in and be like, I heard what you just said to care about me, and I'm like, God damn it, the door was closed. You know, how did you hear that? You know, so, uh, so, so right on. So, all right. So, so, so that has been, um, uh, would you rather with, uh, with Kirka cigars, you know, oh yeah. Yeah. All the guys, x-ray, 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 x-ray. So Ben Ben wants night hearing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw that Ben wants night hearing. I don't even know what that, you know, that wasn't even an option. I don't know what that is, you know, so. Um. Uh, all right. So, so care any, any final questions, thoughts for our uh, for our guest tonight? Nah, thanks for your time. That was fantastic, Juan. I greatly appreciate awesome, it. Man. And uh, thank you guys for having me, man. I great, you know, it's great and continued success with everything. Really, thank I, you, I, I, guess I appreciate it. People, um, right? Uh, one of our local cigar shops, some good buddies with the owner. He gave me one, and and uh, I had to take a picture and and rub it in Kevin's nose. Um, <laughs> and it's fantastic cigar. Yeah, and, and Karen, I'll, I'll definitely pick you up some of these Nicaraguan series. I know you like the fuller-bodied cigar, yeah. so um, so yeah. Anybody that wants a fuller-bodied cigar at uh, a, a very low price point, definitely the Gurkha Nicaraguan series. Definitely pick it up. Uh, like I said, it, it's easy to overlook. You know, I know when I was, you know, like Juan said, it's not a fancy band, it's not a fancy box. I just happened to catch it out of the corner of my eye because it was with the other Gurkha cigars, and uh, so you definitely gotta gotta ask your brick and mortar. I gotta check out the Revenant. That's what I gotta check out. That Revenant was so good, and yeah. like I said, and and I, I love, and I remember saying that I think in, in one of my videos when I was smoking it, I, I love it because I love uh, 
like a dirty wrapper. I like cigars that look rustic and that cigar is not a, not a clean looking cigar. It's not like one color. It just looks like, like well-aged leather that you rubbed in the mud and then dusted it off. It's, it's modeled. with. It, 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 look, it, it looks like a, like a, like a natural Maduro should look. Yeah, it looks like a natural Maduro. Yes, a, a natural Maduro. We're gonna we're gonna leave that that right there. That's yeah. the way a natural Maduro should should look. You know, so that, that's it. So Juan, thank you for coming on, uh, spending a couple hours of your Monday night with us, man. We we definitely awesome, man. It. Hey, listen, thank you, thank all of you guys. It's awesome. I, I love doing this stuff, and uh, I love my industry. I love you know people who are who are you know uh, great to our industry, and you guys are part of it. Uh, you guys bring some great content to the uh, to the uh, show, and uh, yeah, man, thank you for having me. And whenever you guys need me, I'm here, and uh, I'm definitely Kev. Make sure you hit me up. Tell me your size. Tell me Jess, Jesse's size and Kurt's size. I can send you some of these badass. And by the way, Jesse, I got the, I got these in women's in the tank top. It looks really badass. Oh, nice. Oh, right yeah, on. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, so I'll send I'll send you some of that, and then uh, I'll definitely hook you up with uh, so you can try the new uh, evil, the pure evil. And uh, we'll send Kurt some uh, some of that revenue, dude. I'll take care of you guys. It's all good. Uh, much cool. appreciated, man. All right. Thanks a lot, Juan. Thank you. You got it, man. Right. Take care, guys. Have, have a good Bye. night. Next week, finally. But, you know, there's a couple guys, you know, like like uh, um, Juan had mentioned earlier, uh, Sammy Phillips. We've been trying to get Sammy on the show. Sammy's not next week's guest, by the way. Um, but uh, we've been trying to get Sammy <laughs> Phillips on the show for over a year. We've been trying to get Michael Herklotz. That's our, our guest next week. Um, on the show for over a year now, and we've just never been able to get our schedules lined up. So finally, Michael Her and I'm glad, and I'm and and, and honestly, I'm glad that we we're we're going to get Michael on now versus a year ago because now it's been a year. I know Michael. Um, he's so funny, uh, he's such, such a, a nice such a, such an amazing amazing guy. So I'm glad now we can we we can get him on. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic show. Um, Make sure you're following all of our sponsors as well as uh, uh, Gurkha Cigar. All the uh, um, the links are, are in the uh, the show notes uh, down below. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast in the future, same thing. Links are in the, uh, uh, the podcast description. Make sure you're following Cigar Prop, Producer Jessica, Caribbean Hante, Astogi Road Cigars. Links in to all of our social medias are um, uh, down below. And uh, once again, we want to thank all of our partners for supporting the show, making this happen uh, each and every week. Uh, so thank you to J.C. Newman Cigars, Cigar Medics, Amendola Cigars, We Are the Muscle, Excelsior Tobacco, Makers of the Doña Lydia, GTO Cigars, Those Who Know, Smoke GTO, Corona Cigar, and of course, Drew Estate and Experience Assets. So care. Yes. Leave us with some final words of wisdom final words of wisdom it was so good seeing you and jessica and i really wish we could see each other more often but i wanted to wish you a very happy birthday those are the, the best words i can leave everybody with you're a great friend you're a fantastic guy jessica you and kevin both have been such wonderful supportive friends of ours throughout the years and continue to do so and it was so great to see you and um I love you. I missed hanging out with you, and it was so great to be able to spend that time together. And I just hope that the rest of your night and the rest of the month, because this is your birthday month, <laughs> continues to go well. But uh, happy, happy birthday and, and many more. Thank you very much. And thank you once again for coming down, driving that that uh, eight-hour, nine-hour drive just to come down for literally just a full day. 
you know, I, just just to give, see I'm us and give, hang out. I'm going to give the props to Jen. Jen is a queen Why? when it comes to organizing. Well, yeah, I mean, care care well. <laughs> care drove, and it was my birthday, so I mean, we yeah we, yeah we, really. we we pretty much are the reason. All right, you know, all right. so stop, yeah, stop. Jess, just because you and Jen had the idea, someone's going to implement okay, it. Okay, okay. That, no, that, that, I, I I kid hard, but you guys did a great job of organizing it. You kept Kevin in, in the dark until the very last second. And that was not an easy task. <laughs> yeah. When 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 Kevin thought he's gonna be jumped by another frog. But yeah. um but you guys did a great job of being able to, to 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 keep the uh uh the secret alive. I was also very honored when I did see that you had something for us. Um, that you asked anybody from the Greenville area if they're going to be at the Kentucky Barn Smoker <laughs> to bring it back to Simpsonville. And since and there's a couple people from the Greenville area who are going to be there, no one offered <laughs> to freaking pick it up. So I figured, you know what? I'll drive the Florida and get it myself because, you know, I don't want to put you out and do something nice, you know, in the, uh, you know, brother of the Leaf family, blah, blah, blah. I, we, you know what? If you want something done, do it yourself. That, 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 that's what we're going to leave the show with tonight. If you want something done, do it yourself. Do, do it yourself. So, uh, all right. Uh, uh, we'll see everybody next next week with uh, uh, Michael Herklotz of uh, Ferriotego Cigars.